Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Charge Shot Gamescast. I am your host Ben, aka the Marvelous Siggy. Joining me is my CD Seed Director? Justin. Seed Director? C- CDC. Oh. Disease okay. Control. I was going to say, I'm not a very good yeah. seed director because you already asked me if it was in. Oh, yeah, no, no. Seed like, sounds like something like out of a sci-fi anime. And joining us is the sub-director for the CDC, Tyler. I don't know why I'm... Th- I, 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 it's because I'm thinking yeah. COVID. That's yeah, it's getting dark. CDC shit. CDC, these nuts. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so this is why he's the sub-director, ladies and gentlemen. All right, everybody. It is now time for the Charge Shot Games cast. Uh, we are a weekly video game podcast dedicated to the new games we've been playing, the news we've been reading, um, and of course, it's still our second show in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty two. The Lord being the good old Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay. Um, let us start off with Justin. What have you been up to this past week? My, um, my section is probably going to be kind of short. Um, a lot of what I've been playing has just been my fourth run of Metroid Dread. Um, I also got my uh, my like holographic posters up um and nice. i just saw it like reflecting the light behind me and it looks really cool like the the visor lit up you know in a really fun way oh yeah it actually is yeah so, yeah that's re- like the that's light's really hitting it perfectly anyway um the other one's a little further over you can't see it as well but uh yeah i'm doing my fourth run through of metroid dread um so that i can record it for the video because my as i mentioned last week my metroid fusion video is out now so i'm officially up to date and ready for metroid dread um i was going to do a video on samus returns but i just kind of don't want to so um like it's taken long enough to get these out i'm just gonna put the information i wanted to talk about with samus returns in dread since it's also a mercury steam game and it's still, you know, good to know some stuff about, like, progression from one game to the next. But for the most part, I'm just focusing on Dread. And I'm, I mean, I still love the game. Like, this is my fourth time playing it in three, three months? A little over three months? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't believe it's been that long already. Yeah. Sorry, third time. I was thinking fourth because of our race. Um, that'll be the fourth time. This is the third time because I've I've filled all three uh, files and I'll have to figure out which one to erase next time, sadly. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm trying to break the game more this time. Um, That's kind of my main goal. I mean, also like get a faster time, but with breaking the game takes a lot of time to do some of like the sequence breaking tricks and stuff. So I'm not super worried about time. Um, my main goal is just to get under eight hours because my last file was eight hours and 11 minutes. And there's no way to get that short enough. Um, like, I don't think I could shave, you know, 12 minutes off my time uh, because the the save point it shows is like right before the end of the game. So that's not even actual final time. I think my... Final time with credits was like 823 or something like that. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, so I want to get under eight hours for the next like artwork unlock. Uh, because there's, I think they have them for hard mode. Um, and then like 12 hours, eight hours, and four hours. Um, and right now my file is at like four and a half hours. 
so I'm not going to get the four-hour mark, but maybe I can for the race. We'll see. I'm not going to be as worried about, like, you know, building up time with sequence-breaking stuff then. I'll just focus on speed. Um, but I have dabbled in some of the sequence-breaking things that I didn't do last time. Um, like, I still got the early Morph Ball and, um, or earlier Morph Ball Bomb, I should say, and Grapple Beam, so that I could do the, the quick Craig kill, because I just, I think that's fun. Um, like, I've read that a lot of sequence, or a lot of speed racers, wow, speed racer, a lot of... Go speed racer. Is that the word? Go speed, speed racer. Speed runners. Speed, speed racer, runner, yeah. thank you. <laughs> oh. Wow. Should be called speed. A speed racer is what a speed runner you is. You cannot win this called. race. You should never racer. win this race. Ooh. Uh-huh. Ooh. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's a gimmick. That's a gimmick a speed runner can fucking do. They have, I don't see. Well, most of them are just this. Yeah, usually they have a commentator because they're so focused on the game. Um, which is why I will never speed yeah. run because I'm uh, never that focused. Now's a good focused. time to read off donations. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Um, a lot of speedrunners don't do the uh, the quick crate kill because it doesn't really save any time. Like, you have to go pretty substantially out of your way to go get the grapple early mm. and stuff. It's just kind of a fun easter egg the, um, the developers put in for anyone that finds out there's a morph ball bomb spot there. Um, but I still like it because you can go out of your way to grab those and then pretty quickly get back. It saves a lot of time killing crate, at least for me, because I'm bad at him. Um... And then you pretty much go straight up to uh, to Dairon, um, whereas you would have had to, you know, go out to get the um, the bombs and speed boost and grapple and all that. Um, now you've already turned the power on in Dairon, so you pretty much just go up, knock that out, get the speed boost, and move on. Um, I think there's a little bit more with, like, the teleporters if you do the, you know, the guaranteed way, like, the normal route. Uh, that probably speeds it up a little bit, but I don't mind it. It's not that far of a uh, track out of the way, and you can grab a few items on the way and back, too. Um, but my main thing I wanted to do was the early gravity suit this time, um, which is a whole tricky thing on its own. And I keep I kept forgetting when you do it. That's why I missed it last time. Uh, because before I knew it, I was, like, too far out of the way and I couldn't get back. But, basically, right after you get the ice missiles from the, the you know, blue Emmy, um, you can go... <sighs> it's it's kind of hard to explain. You, um, in, in Gavorin or whatever, like, where there's the uh, green teleporter, um, there's a room that's underwater... And once you have ice missiles, you can destroy, like, kind of a barrier that gives you just enough space to build up a speed boost along that stretch. And then you can uh, cast your Shine Spark, jump into the water, and do a a double jump with your your spin jump, spin boost, whatever it's called. Um, And then you have to activate, like, the aerial Shine Spark um, across the gap since you can't, you know, make that jump um, over to the green teleporter, which takes you into Berenia, near where the gravity suit is. Um, normally, you still wouldn't be able to get there, but you're, like, in the area early. And from there, there's actually, like, just a, a hidden set of blocks um, that you would only probably know about because you have the um, the ability to see through blocks, whatever that one's called. I just got it, I should know, but... 
um, and it makes them glow near the teleporter. So you blow those up, go through a door, and um, there's like an energy part. And then again, just enough space to build up a speed boost. So like, if you run here, you'll break through the floor and find another door. You have to go back up, hold on to that speed boost through the doorway, down, like basically cash it down. It, it's it's basically a whole like complicated um like you have to hold your shine spark through this whole area like resetting it every single time you um you hit land and um run up ramps and then cast your shine spark hold it until you get to the next ramp do another aerial shine spark into that ramp it's it's a lot and you the only opportunity you have to build that shine spark is at the start of the whole puzzle so it took me quite a few tries to get it right, but it's a very satisfying one to complete. Um, and basically, once you do that, you're in the underwater, like near the gravity suit. Um, you just kind of have to make a few jumps um, and grab a ledge, and then you get the gravity suit. And like, you don't have the storm missiles or the space jump or anything like that, um, which kind of sucks because like you're stuck underwater where you normally would have the space jump and just kind of like you know jump your way out. Um, I couldn't figure out where to go because oh no, um, I was like, crap, I like I didn't softlock myself. Like They made this possible. They wouldn't have given you those blocks to get down to the gravity suit if it wasn't possible to do this. Um, so I realized like the, the long hallway, like right after you get the gravity suit, um, you can build your your speed boost and then like shine spark up out of the column of water. Um and yeah then it basically forces you to frozen arteria uh where you do the whole stuff to get the screw attack um so i couldn't leave to go get the storm missiles or space jump or anything like that so i got the screw attack before getting the space jump which is, again is weird uh, there's a few other areas you have to kind of do um like figure out where you can shine spark or you know build up enough room mm -hmm. to shine spark and uh clear gaps where you would normally space jump um, it's like, it's fun. I, this one definitely is a time saver. Uh, even if I will have to go back and get the storm missile and space jump later, um, it definitely is a time saver to get gravity suit early. Um, because like you get it before you ever have to go after the, uh, the wave you ever meet the wave beam Emmy or anything like that. Um, I actually thought you got it like before going into any water areas, but you do have to do some. Um, you can mostly avoid the water against the ice Emmy. Um, it's not, it's not terrible. I almost, I didn't even get like the Emmys aren't really much of a threat once you kind of figure out their areas. Um, it's interesting because like I am always scared of the SAX in Fusion, um, even though it's like you don't see it as much and it's mostly just kind of a looming threat nearby. It's not like actively chasing you like yeah. the Emmy are. But there's just something about right. those sections. Like, it feels more claustrophobic. And, like, even if even though it's scripted, and you know exactly when it's going to show up, it will kill you. Whereas the Emmys, like, you might get caught and get a game over, but you'll just spawn right outside the Emmy room and try it again. And there's RNG involved, so, like, you could go through the whole area and not even see it. You're just kind of in and out of the areas. Um... 
but especially like that one part in Fusion when you have to basically like run away from the SAX while like breaking through barriers and you know um, it's like chasing you down a, a hallway or whatever like that's scarier than any of the Emmys um, and yeah third run like none of them have really bothered me there's been a few times when I was just dumb and got caught but if you're clever with your um, your phantom cloak like it's gotten to the point where I'll cloak and then just like walk along behind them <laughs> nice I just continue my path. Just add the, add the like Scooby Doo yeah. <laughs> twinkle sound effect. <laughs> Pretty much, uh, because like the, you know first playthrough like they're intimidating, <laughs> um, and you don't know what to do. Like you're always afraid of getting caught. But even like second playthrough, I was like, eh, I can avoid them. It's not a big deal. Third playthrough, I'm just messing with them. <laughs> um, so yeah, like. It's it's a little disappointing how how little I care about the Emmy now because they're like a big deal in the game, um, but I'm more focused on like how to get around other sections and you know grab items early and stuff that like the Emmy are an afterthought. I don't even think about those sections really, um, aside from the fact that they're scripted and you can't really get their items out of order. Um, but. Yeah, so pretty much where I left off was I just got the screw attack and um, was heading out. I don't remember where you go next. I um, had to uh, I had to make dinner and stuff, so I was distracted. But um, it's it's really cool, like how much you can break the game. Um, I said that last time, but like I'm learning even more of the techniques and stuff. Uh, one thing I want to try, like I couldn't get it to work. Right, and I feel like I wasn't doing something right. But the one thing I want to try more is the water bomb trick. Water bomb? Yeah, so this game actually brings back, like, the infinite bomb jumping. Um, but underwater, your momentum is, you know, drastically stifled until you get the gravity suit. So speedrunners figured out a trick where you can basically, um, like, jump... And then morph ball at the top of your jump and lay a bomb. And then unmorph ball, jump, morph ball again, like as the bomb explodes, like at the max of your normal jumping height, which is much higher than you can jump in ball form underwater. Um, and mm-hmm. use that to get just a little bit more of a boost to grab some ledges that you would normally need, like the spin jump to, to get, for example. Um, and it's not used very often, so I don't really care about it that much, but... It basically lets you get the um, get the ice missile, like beat that enemy before you get the spin jump, um, which is kind of an unnecessary detour on your way to get the ice missile. Like you pretty much go over there just to get that and then come back. Um, so that would be kind of interesting for the early gravity suit because you could go, um, like go to Elon for the you know the plasma beam and all that cool story stuff. And then basically go straight to the ice missile and then gravity suit. And probably even skip spin jump entirely because pretty much right after that you get screw attack and space jump. Um, honestly, I don't really see the point of the spin jump in most cases. Aside from like, you know, ex- the experiment Z57 or whatever. Like, that's really hard to do if you don't have uh, spin jump. But... 
I don't know. Um, that that's just that's one trick that I would like to get better at. Um, I'm pretty good at what's called the pseudo wave, uh, which basically lets you break through the um, the like you know pulsing like explodey blocks uh, before you have the wave beam. That's what you have to do to skip the underwater like Drogiga boss. Um, and I've gotten decent at that. There's a there's a few different ways you can do it, and I'm only good at one of them. Um, so there's some areas that I just can't use it. Um, but that's, like, my favorite sequence-breaking glitch thing. <laughs> Otherwise, like, they're the, you know, quote-unquote intended breaks, where, like, the game allows you to do it just by, like, clever platforming. Um, there's some wild sequence breaks out there, like, glitch run sequence breaks. Um, I was reading one where you somehow lock the camera during the Corpius fight, and it never leaves, like, that kind of, um, like, zoomed-in-over-the-shoulder view, like, when you're, like, you know, shooting him in the mouth over and over again. But action resumes. So, like, you beat the fight, and then you're still in this, like, zoomed-in view, and um, you have to kind of, like, run blind uh, from the Corpius fight to somewhere. I don't remember where. some Somewhere in Arteria. And it, like glitches the game into thinking that it's um it's been frozen and like has already thawed so you can just kind of uh-huh. like cheese your way to the screw attack like as one of the first items but you have to basically go you know from corpius across the map without being able to see anything see what you're doing with like maybe one energy tank it's insane but people do it um and I really want to see what kind of legs this game has in the long run, because it's been out three months and there's already some insane... Like, there's someone that's beaten it in an hour and ten minutes using that that Corpius trick. Um, And currently, it's not thought that there's any faster way, but, you know, maybe someday. Um, Anyway, I, I feel like I was very boring to anyone that doesn't care about the meta of Metroid Dread. But... That's. I think it's very fascinating, honestly, because it's crazy how fast it's been developing. Mm-hmm. Um, considering this is the first Metro title since two thousand and two, versus like Super, um, even NES Metroids or, game, or the Game Boy one, it's like it took, probably took a while for that information to like. Oh, you yeah. can this is, you can watch up this. You because they this, came out before that. the internet. It's. Yep. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating. Well, I don't like I can't I don't know if Metro, I know uh, SCDQ was this past week, but I didn't really watch any of it. Um, I don't know if Metroid Dread was featured of it, but like if there's a vod of it, I would be curious to see like what the techniques like not in glitch in glitch runs. I don't really count those, but like in just terms of like using in in the game's mm-hmm. techniques to try to get past it versus like wall breaking shit. Um, I think it's really fascinating at how far it goes and how far the developers intended or didn't intend because sometimes some of those at least on like with super and, and i don't know much about fusion but super much some of those like it's were intended mecha- game mechanics for someone just like oh, i just happens to work that way fusion you can't like you out. literally can't sequence break without like actually breaking the game like glitching it it's yeah. unfortunate um but yeah i have seen some like interviews and stuff with various mercury steam developers that are like you know, we pop into some of the the vo- the streams of these speedrunners, and like, there's a lot of things that we knew about, but there's plenty that we didn't, and it's awesome to see how they're breaking the game in ways that we could not have imagined. Like the people that made the game are like 
surprised by the people playing it, and that's really cool. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me of, like, hearing Max talk, like, he talked to the people who made Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and they're like, we didn't know you could do this shit. Like, all these people figuring out these crazy-ass um, routes and stuff like that. So I think it's really fascinating. I don't keep up with speedrunning because I don't... I think speedrunning for me, it's like, I only watch uh, Awesome Games Done Quick and Summer Games Done Quick. That's about it. Um, but, like, I think it's really cool that it, how fast it's building and then just to see how far it will go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, aside from Metro Dread, I haven't played too much. Um, a little bit more Tokyo Mirage Sessions. I briefly jumped back into Persona 5 Strikers. Because um, I was waiting for a friend to play some Civilization Six with me. So I was like, I'll turn the PS5 on, you know, in the meantime. Just wait for the party invite. Um, I didn't get very far, so it's not really worth noting. But I do still really enjoy that game. Um but I, the the combat's not fun. Like I don't, I don't really like the horde combat stuff. Um, honestly, I was I was basically going back into one of the old dungeons uh, to clear out some side quest stuff, and so all the enemies just like melted at my touch. So it was like I would go into a a, a combat, I could touch a button, and everyone would die, and then I just move on. I was like, man, I wish the whole game was like this. It's just distracting from the exploration I actually enjoy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then, like I said, I've been playing some uh, Civ Six, but that game is chunky, and there's I don't really even know what to say about it. Um, I got all the DLC stuff recently, uh, so my friends would play with me again. Because um, they're like, if we play with you, we can't have any of the cool DLC stuff. We have to play with your stuff. <laughs> So I got all the DLC stuff, and it is really good. Like the, the added, uh, they added like government stuff. Like you can, uh, you can assemble the World Congress to vote on various petitions that different world leaders put forth. Um, like <laughs> when I was playing Friday, whatever night it was, um, I didn't totally understand how the World Congress stuff worked. So um, I had a note that like. Uh, Greece was was growing near me. Like they had just uh, they had just acquired Cairo randomly, and what? You should probably get that Greece cleaned up then. Well, wow. <laughs> um, actually, that kind of fits. Um, but they had just acquired Cairo, and so like a notification popped up of like, you know, do you want to bring this before the World Congress? And was saying something like, um, uh, like Greece is growing out of our control. Like we need to. We need to prevent them from um, from taking over our lands. Um, and so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll put that before Congress. I don't know what this means. I thought I was just going to be like, you know, stop them from invading me. Um, so I put it out for a vote. Uh, put some votes toward it. Accepted it. And then, like, my controller was dying. So I was like, crap, okay, we gotta stop, like... Uh, let's just let's just get through this turn. We'll find a you know we'll we'll save quit, um, and like I literally could not like get through the prompt in Congress in order to uh, to like save my game and quit. So I was just button mashing through it all. No idea what happened, but I saw a notification that said I, I went to war with Greece. <laughs> wow! And then I saved my game and quit. <laughs> so I was like, whoops. That moment when you actually declare a war with Greece and Gee, then quit. It's always sunny in Philadelphia title card. Yeah, basically. Justin starts a war with Greece. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not very good at the game. I don't totally understand how everything works. But it's really cool. 
And if someone wants to play Civ Six with me and like run me through some paces, um, I have it on PS, you know, PS4, PS5, whatever. Um, so I can't play it with y'all PC peeps, but um, it's it's actually a really good console port. Like, it handles the controller surprisingly well. Um, it's just I get a little bogged down in menus sometimes, but um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. All right, Tyler, what have you been up to, buddy? Uh, the past week, I haven't really been doing that much either. Uh, I've been in, like, full recording mode this past week, just uh, mm. getting through all the subject matter that I want to get through in the in the series of videos that I've been planning for quite a while now. But, you know, it, it, just, it is what it is, and uh, the fruits of my labor will uh, show itself uh, eventually. Uh, but in the meantime, the main game that I've been playing all week, I booted up Dragon Ball Z Kakarot again, and uh, I just decided uh, I got all the uh, post-DLC stuff, so I might as well try the hardest fight in the game since, you know, it's available to me now. So I went to the end of uh, the first DLC expansion, uh, the one based on the movie Battle of Gods, and I fought the highest level uh, Lord Beerus, God of Destruction. You'd like him, Justin. He's a giant cat god. Uh, so yeah, he does all the moves that he does in the movie. He uh, shoots uh, a whole bunch of energy beams at you in a wide radius. He uh, lunges at you and does a ton of damage. And he also throws the giant death ball that he does at the end of the movie. It's a really hard fight, and to cap it all off, you're not allowed to use healing items at all. So you're pretty much just locked in in, like, one health bar trying to take this cat down. Um, fortunately, I did unlock Super Saiyan Blue at this point, which is the strongest form that you can get uh, as of right now. Uh, even then, the fight was still really hard because it is confirmed that Super Saiyan Blue still isn't strong enough to beat Beerus. But I eventually did pull through and with just a tiny sliver of health left, of all things. And, uh, yeah, that was fun. It prompted me to, uh, start the game over again and just experience the story all over. And, uh, yeah, uh, the way they tell the story of Dragon Ball Z from Raditz all the way to the end of Boo is still really solid. Like, they still follow all the main beats, all the main story elements are there. Um, but what I do adore about this game, uh, is that they add in a whole bunch of supplementary stuff that wasn't in the original source material. Uh, for instance, uh, at the end of the Frieza saga, there's an intermission uh, where you can bring back the enemies that were defeated in the last two arcs to life with the Dragon Balls, and you can interact with them, and uh, you get interesting side stories. Like, one of the more uh, fascinating ones is uh, I resurrected the dead members of the Ginyu Force... You know, aside from uh-huh. Ginyu, because he's a frog at that point. And, uh, and as Gohan, um, he pretty much is all like, Hey, are you guys being good? And they're pretty much just like, Hey, you want to be a part of the Ginyu Force? You gotta fight us first. Show us your coolest pose. And I'm like, oh shit. Is this why Gohan does all the poses as the great Saiyan in the future? This makes way too much sense. Holy shit. Such a poser. Uh, yeah, right? So yeah, if you don't know anything about Dragon Ball, uh, the Ginyu Force is literally just a spoof of tokusatsu shows, like uh, Super Sentai, Power Rangers, that stuff. 
they do all sorts of ridiculous poses, and they are great. I love them. Uh, another one of the another one of the side stories that I absolutely adore is uh, right before the Cell games, uh, right before the final battle of Perfect Cell. Um, if you know anything about that saga, you know a certain thing that happens to a certain android. Don't tell. I was like, do they put is the driving test in this game? Yep, there is a driving mini game in this, and uh, oh my I god! Actually, and uh, while I'm playing uh, those driving sections, I make it a point to put on the initial D Euro beat just to expand the experience. <laughs> Deja vu. Gas, gas, gas. That's a DMC. I'm sorry, Justin. Anyway, uh, back to what I was going to. Uh, there's a cute Twitch little side story. It. Yeah, it's true. There's a cute little side story. Well, I guess it's mandatory uh, in this case, uh, where uh, Gohan interacts with Android 16, and they pretty much just share their love of animals and um, why Gohan is reluctant to fight in the final battle. And it kind of sets up their relationship for things to come, if you know anything about the source material. And it makes that moment that much yeah. more impactful. So, oh, yeah. yeah. In ways... Uh, Kakarot uh, tells the story way better in some instances because of all the expanded lore stuff that they added. Like, they put a lot of love into this, and aside from the combat, you know, that's just whatever. It's just just Xenoverse 2 all over again. But other than that, yeah, if if you're wanting to go through the story of Dragon Ball Z and learn anything about OG Dragon Ball, because you can definitely do that here as well, I'd probably recommend uh, giving this game a shot. Even if the combat is just, you know, whatever, it's serviceable. Mash, Ma- mash to win. You know, do a super move. It's you've you see. It's been the same formula since probably Budokai, at least almost. Uh, not even. I'd say it's been around since the Tenkaichi games in two thousand five. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Budokai yeah, is yeah. a different beast uh, altogether. But true, true, true. Yeah, that's pretty much how I've been spending my time. I own it. I own my copy of Kakra. I've had it for over a year, and I can't beat Vegeta, and it pisses me Use off. Use the Kaioken scrub. Oh, screw you. Fuck, I'll put it on <laughs> after I play Yakuza. I don't work tomorrow. I'm going to beat Vegeta's ass. Uh, well, that's cool. I have something to look forward to. I want to... I hate that. I own this game, and I'm like, fuck, I want to play it on Switch, now it's on Switch. I should have waited. I should have fucking waited. It's way chuggier, trust me. me. Okay. That probably makes sense. It, that probably... Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, okay, anything else, but That's or... that's pretty much it on my end. Alright, cool. Uh, some Dragon Ball talk. God. Yeah, that, let it go, Gohan. Let it go. Let it, easily the most let powerful it go. Easily, easily the most powerful moment in, like, in Z of everything, of when Gohan yeah, finally lets go. It, like... It's enhanced in Kakarot, trust me on that. Fuck, you're making me want to play that game. Anyways... Um, I have been playing Monster Hunter Rise again. I say again because I did not win a contest to get the PC version, and I I won't lie. I kind of I don't I wanted the PC version just because to play with Thomas easier. Um, just because when I, uh, my Wi-Fi my Wi-Fi is spotty, so like I don't have a I only have one Ethernet cord. I need to buy another one for my sw- for my Switch, but. I was like every like all my timelines Monster Hunter again, and it's like I really have just gotten the mood to play Monster Hunter, and like, and I'm like I don't want to pay sixty bucks just to go through the experience all over again. I already have the game. I have over 130 plus hours into the game. Let me just load up where I was last time, and I did, and I've been having a lot of fun. I've been doing some of the event quests that I 
that have accumulated since like March, since like uh, in the summer of last year. So um, I finally, it took me two tries, but I finally got the Akuma skin in Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, still such it a cool sucks. effect. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, really, really cool. That that um, that monster can go suck its ass though. Jesus Christ! Um, such a uh, and I didn't even fight the big one. I fought the small one, and it still was a tough time. Um, but and I and I uh, I've I've done this other one called the uh, the Gosmarag uh, Harag monster. It's basically this big ass grizzly bear, but it has like the face of a Japanese oni. Um, and I play it, and that was today. And uh, what it can do during its uh, fights is it can basically create like ice weapons out of its forearms, just out of sheer willpower. So one moment he'll have like a big icicle, and then like I guess like a boulder, like ice that'll hit you with. Um, but it's breakable. It's it's not something that will like it's not it's not like metal where like if you hit if I hit my great big sword at my my great sword at it. It'll bounce off. No, it's fully crackable. And there's no better feeling than when you break that son of a bitch and you stun him. It's so good. Like, the combat is so well. And I've seen the PC version of Monster Hunter. It's nicer. Uh, although there's some things that, that retain from the Switch version. I guess they didn't want to put that much time into, like, making it title. Like, the Switch models. The models are still very much Switch models. The cutscenes still run at 30 FPS. Um, it's just, like, the textures are a lot better and the frame rate's a lot better. That's pretty much... The benefits on PC, um, but when I look at my Switch version, I'm like, this is not bad. And like the fact that it runs this well with everything that's happening, it made me just appreciate like the Switch port for actually the Switch version all that much more. Um, and probably why I won't play the, unless the only way I'll play Monster Hunter on PC if it if Sunrise if I can buy Sunrise by itself, um, and it's like a to start from zero kind of thing. If it's a start from zero kind of thing, then okay, yeah, I'll do it. Um, I might even double dip to have a, like my Switch version and then my PC version. Um, but there's but no we'll crossplay. I, I don't. I don't. No, there's no crossplay. Mm. There's no cross save. I didn't even need crossplay, honestly. I, I would have just like cross save, cross progression. That would have mm. made me buy the game and see because I could play whenever I wanted uh, on portable. And then like when Thomas and I want to go gear up for something. And I can stream it easier. I can play it on on PCs, but no, there's none yeah. of that. And they there was a there was a um, like a, a feedback that they were putting out like uh, way before the launch. And the biggest thing was was cross progression, cross play. I wasn't hopeful for cross play because it's a lot to ask for for a game like that. Um, and who knows what the budget status is? But I would have at least like cross progression. But since Monster Hunter world didn't get it i'm not holding my hopes out for um monster hunter rise so i'll stick with the version that it launched with which is the pc version and i don't regret that at all well, i thought maybe with uh, that just version. being switch and pc they might be able to do it i mean that all, all depends we don't know like that their budget we don't know like i think they maybe they'd rather focus more time on developing sunbreak you know versus like re like adding new stuff for the base game maybe they'll add it for sunbreak who knows we'll see yeah. Um, but for for now, it's it's a no sell for me, um, at least until I hear rumor, until I hear like hard proof that yes, we will be getting cross progression. <clears throat> uh, besides that, the only real game I played this week has been Yok- uh, Yokoh- Yokohama, not Yokohama, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, I'm more fully into the game. I've recruited. I have a whole team. I have a team now. Um, and one thing I want to comment on this, and I've only played two Yakuza games, so forgive me. I need to drink a drink of water. Is that what we're forgiving you for? Yes, um, but 
Uh, no, forgive me if I if I kind of misunderstand like what Yakuza does because um, I'm really admiring how Like a Dragon really pushes real world shit in your face and is unapologetic about it. Um, and what I mean by that is because in Yakuza Kiwami and Yakuza Zero, you are in 1980s Japan. Obviously, there's problems going on, but the focus is like um, mostly on Kiryu. And stuff like that. Like, yeah, you see homelessness and you hear about, like, people having burnout and shit. And you hear about this stuff, but that's not really the focus. It's a lot of more about Kiryu's story. Here, the the inequity issues, the, the gender issues, the, the like, there's a whole... This game wants you to be in the real world. So, uh, for instance, um, uh, Kasuga, or Ichiban, who's the main character, uh, he gets... He finds... Uh, he gets dumped off in Yokohama. I won't say why, because it's a huge moment in the game early on that makes you go, wait, what, why? Um, but he's in Yokohama, and he's effectively homeless. You are effectively playing as a homeless character, and he befriends uh, a, a character by Nanba, and you start, basically, you learn, like, I swear to God, if you don't empathize with homeless people after this, uh, you just have no heart. Um, but, like, it really pushes that in front of your face, and just, like, the, like, the fact that you know, a lot of people are homeless not just because of, like, bad choices. It's just because of uh, numerous circumstances of why a person is homeless. Um, but also, uh, there's an instance where you meet this woman who hires you and Nanba at the time to basically be bodyguards against the Korean mafia. Because uh, they're stealing her electricity from, like, this power generator. Um, and so, after you kind of deal with that... Um, uh, she basically says, well, I'll, I, I own a business that's supposed to be a restaurant, but it's mostly rented out for sex workers. She doesn't really run a restaurant. It's basically a safe haven for sex workers. And currently in Yokohama right now, there's a, a group marching around called Bleach Japan. Uh, and, uh, and it's basically – and it kind of profits to like the main bad guy who you meet in the beginning of the game uh, where he ran – he basically cleaned up Kamurocho – um, uh, with like kind of like gridding the Yakuza with getting rid of gambling, getting rid of bathhouses, getting rid of all the stuff that was seedy. And so Bleach Japan is basically these young kids, pretty much like college, young adult kids who are, they don't want to live like they consider, they want to bleach away the gray. And so like things that are like, they are, that are, um, basically it is, how do I put this? Basically, things that are considered tradition, that are like CD and and stuff like that, but are they just no nobody does anything about them because they are tradition and they are just part of the community. Bleach Japan wants to effectively get rid of the gray and just have you know an all like a pure clean Japan, which is like so. You first meet this this asshole who is trying to out these sex workers and doesn't understand like why these people do it, why they're you know sometimes forced to do it, and like um, it's it's just like it, it's you know kind of reflective of what's going on right now. How like there's some people who want to demonize sex work and like how it's like oh it's, it's so necessary and stuff like that, um, versus just like you know praising him for doing this job anyways. Um, but it's it's stuff like that, and of course, like I said, the homeless stuff. Like it really plays. It really wants to send the message of, of like understanding things are not just a simple black and white thing. It is very much a the rules are 
are gray. Um, and I, I, I like that. It actually makes Ichiban a lot more relatable. I'm mean, not to say that Kiryu wasn't, but I mean, I called him Japanese Superman for a reason. Yeah. He's very much an ideal. Um, and Ichiban kind of is like that because he's a Dragon Quest uh, a, a fan, like a huge one. And he kind of has that, but there's something more grounded about Ichiban um, than, say, than, say, Kiryu. So uh, I will talk about two side quests that I did that are just like the epitome of Yakuza. One of them is uh, relatively tame. Uh, you find this guy who runs a vintage old movie theater. Um, he's like, I just love film and stuff like that. I want to showcase it to people. It's like a small little theater that you actually have to go down into like this basement for. And... Um, it becomes a mini game where like there's Ichiban for some reason falls asleep in every movie in these and they're like old movies like I'm guessing from like the 60s and the 70s, and so the mini game is basically Ichiban trying to stay awake. Wow, like, I gotta stay awake, and so you're in audience and then occasionally there's these people these people in suits with goat masks on or sheep probably sheep is probably the better that they are and they're like bad and you have to press the button like it's almost like. Uh, like a match button. Yeah, so like if, if a if a sheep appears with Y, press the Y button. Um, sometimes you have to like rapidly press the button. Um, and basically, if you get hit by any of these sheep, your meter goes down till Ichiban ultimately fails. Um, it's really funny. It's very simple, but I find it funny. Um, but also, you can bring your your uh, party, some one party member at a time, and you can bond with uh, with your teammates. Uh, that's another thing this game introduces. Uh, talk kind of doesn't like you can like the other JRPGs have is that you can bond with your teammates and you can get more powers, different jobs, all that other stuff. There's a lot to do in this game, but the last thing I'll talk about is that I I found a side quest that like pretty much embodies Yakuza in a nutshell in one side quest. And so you're walking along. I think I'm probably going back to like the Happy Hell uh, Work Center where it's like that's where you find work uh, if you're looking for a job. And uh, there's this dude with baby formula who's getting harassed by the Yakuza. And, um, like, give me the baby formula. I'm like, why? And I'm first thinking, why the fuck are the Yakuza asking for baby formula? Oh, okay, no, so we we'll intervene. Going. Yeah, you, you intervene, and basically you learn that this guy is like, I'm, I'm working so hard. I'm working extra hours to provide for my kid. I'm so scared. You know, obviously new new father kind of things. But then he starts talking about his wife. I'm like, my wife's always nagging me. And I'm like, I'm only trying to do good for our child. And, like, Ichiban has to be like, hey, man, like, you know, maybe you should try talking to your wife. You don't have to say that. You can actually tell him to divorce his wife if you want. You can be an asshole about it. I kind of like that they give you the freedom to be kind of a dick. Um, uh, but I, I'm not because that's not what Ichiban is to me. So then um, both you and this random dude hear a baby crying. And I'm like, oh, shit. That's a random baby. We gotta go help it. And so they go up to this room. And I don't think... I was not prepared for what I saw. All of a sudden, you see at least five grown-ass Yakuza men on their backs, in diapers, acting like babies, being soothed by this very, very pretty, probably mid-twenties, mid-to-late-twenties woman. They're basically being like a baby. And they're like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? You're you're interrupting our session. It's time to beat your ass. So you literally have to fight grown ass men in diapers. Like it's and it's like it's not even, I don't even know what's a kink thing, because there's nothing sexual going on other than they they just wanna be cuddled. They just wanna be coddled. Maybe that's the kink. 
Uh, but what's crazy is that you beat their ass, right? You you beat these yakuzas, and one of them is a, is a patriarch. Is a patriarch, so that means that he's the head of a family doing this. So he's got his whole family doing this baby shit. But the crazy thing is, it becomes like if it goes from like wholesome to absurd, and so uh, this guy is like, "Oh my god, I, I was supposed to go." Um, take this format of my new son. I'm I'm a horrible father. My wife hates me, and basically, the patriarch yakuza guy, and then the sexy mom character. They're like, you know, you should talk to your wife. You know, it's very hard to raise a child alone. You need to do it together. And it's like, it becomes very... And there's like the, the yakuza piano music where like everybody's learned a lesson today. It's just like, what? What? And I'm just like, I've played two yakuza games. I know... I'm going to expect absurdity and just sort of weirdness, but I'm just like befuddled by it. And then it ends, it, it so it goes back, it goes from um, sincerity to absurdity to sincerity. And finally, uh, Ichiban can choose to decide if he wants to take a bottle of milk with the guys. And I'm like, fuck it, sure, I'm already here, give me a bottle of milk. And then they're like, alright, you can't just do this half-assed. Get him a diaper, boys. I'm oh, like, no. no, Ichiban! Yeah, you don't see him wear the diaper, but it's pretty much implied that he gets a diaper put on them. And I'm just like... Oh, but also the best part is that you get them as a summon now. You can summon giant grown men in diapers to come and beat ass. Wow. So there's... If that doesn't convince you to play Yakuza, I don't know what will. Also, the turn-based combat is really, really fun. Like, it's legit, like, fun. Um... I don't know if I remember if I mentioned this last time, but you can start fights like in the middle of like a traffic in the middle of traffic, and if you're lucky, and it's actually an achievement uh, you can get, you can knock a goon into into traffic and a car, and if a car kills them, like runs them over, it's an achievement. So nice. try to go for that. I've only had it happen once, but it's possible. But most of the time, tra- like it has to happen while they're lying down because the the car won't see them. It's it's too great. Also, one other thing. There's a Pokemon fucking, uh, like, or, or I guess you'd say Pokemon bestiary to this game. Cause, so the, you just, you meet this scientist guy who's like, he's just like, I need to catalog all, all these, all these weird people showing up. These random ass motherfuckers. So basically, you're given a bestiary slash Pokedex. I mean, a Pokedex is a bestiary. Let's be real yeah. about it. And it's and like you basically just go and fight and like you'll just just it'll just catalog which ones you see. And ever since then, I've gotten weird enemies. Like there was there like so the, the when you when you see enemies walking, they're just normal people. But when they fight you, they'll change into something. One of them, I swear to God, it was a normal dude in the business suit. Transform. He's wearing. Uh, uh, like a wife beater, surfer shorts, and he has a uh, he has one of those um those those big old pool rafts. Like he's just carrying it, and he can slide into you with it, or he can trip himself from being so wet. Why are you wet? Um, so it's just it's just absurd. Um, and but also like again, Yakuza is the only fucking game that can like so far be fucking absurd and then also make my cry my eyes out and not make me feel like I'm playing the same uh, like I'm just like I'm it's too many emotions it's just the right level of balance so um and so far I can say that like I haven't played Yakuza's Kwame 2 or 3 through 6 but you can I feel like you can play this game without that especially if you're looking for like a uh maybe an RPG but maybe not a super big RPG like some of the some of the newer stuff is at it's there um 
So yeah, that, that's about all I want to talk about. Yeah, that's all I really played this week. Um, I, I tried to play other stuff, but I was just like, I need to play Monster Hunter, and I want to play <laughs> Yakuza. Yakuza Like a Dragon. I only really get twice a week to play Yakuza. Uh, sometimes three if I'm lucky on a Thursday. But um, uh, yeah, that's about it. And with that, we're going to go on a quick break. And when we come back, we will be discussing the short news that we have. Hello everybody, welcome back. It's time for the news section of the Charge of Games cast. And we don't have a lot of news this week, but that's okay because we're going to talk about the most anticipated games uh, for 2022, or just games in general coming out in 2022 at the end of the show, so stay tuned for that. For now, we got a couple, we got a trailer showing up for you. As we finally, after what, since E3 of last year? Right? Um, yeah, right. Something like that. Maybe, no, no, maybe it was the Nintendo Direct that happened. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Nintendo that long ago. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it, dude. I know. Um, uh, we finally have another trailer for uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, and also an official release date. It releases uh, March 25th, 2022. So, I mean, everybody knew, I think the general idea was spring, mm-hmm. so um, the consensus was what's going to be March. Um, God, this game looks so pretty, and looks like it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Um, uh, we got a couple of things here. Uh, Bandana Wild D is going to be playable. Uh, it looks like it, I think it's implied that it's going to be online co-op too, as well as couch co-op. Really? Um, I didn't which is see online. At least I, that's what I've. Been, that's that's. Um, I could be wrong, but that's, awesome. I, I saw online somewhere. Um, I want to if you could look into that for me, Justin. <laughs> um, but we got to look at the hub world, so it's not going to be like a truly connected open world. Like, say, some people thought it was going to be, but it's going to, the levels are going to be open world. So it's going to be like Mario 64, where you go into selected worlds and then you basically explore from there. There's going to be a fishing mini game. Um, there's a gotcha aspect to it, which is great. I love that. Um, yeah, you use the warp star to basically go to different worlds. God. And um, again, two of the new power ups that I saw in this trailer. Kirby has uh, a drill, which, by the way, shout-outs to Nintendo of America for making <laughs> a Gurren Lagann reference in 2022. Believe in me, uh, The drill level... Yeah. And Kirby gets a fucking gun! The the most deadliest Nintendo character gets a fucking gun. Um, so that's gonna be good. He's gonna be shopping for boss. I have a gun! No! <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then my favorite part of this trailer is the... Oh, Justin, are you alright? What? Your camera's all fucked up, buddy. Is it? Yeah. I look fine on my end. At least, at least, yeah, it looks fine. Okay, on Discord, you're all messed, on Discord, you're all messed up. So, okay, if, if anybody oh. else can't see it... Um, yeah, I think it's you, because there's yeah, no drop frames or anything either. Um, so, real okay, quick, I can see while, Tyler. while you derailed okay. us. Um, so, this says, uh, play some of the town folk's favorite games or compare scores online through Wise Waddle D. So, like, there is, there's online functions... Um, and then pass a Joy-Con controller to a friend to help out in local play as Bandana Waddle Dee. Oh, okay. So okay. I'm assuming it's local only for the multiplayer, but there's online features, which may f- include, like, you know, multiplayer or not. It's unclear. 
Um, also, my favorite part of the trailer is the sort of last part, which somebody made the joke that this is basically near Automata for Kirby. This is a shot of him going like under this br- empty bridge underpass, a carnival section, and then like in the desert, which is just like straight out rip from near Automata. Also, hi Mike in the chat room. Um, Mike. Uh, so yeah. Um, it, I, I can't wait for this game. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, and Meta Knight's back, too. Um, so yeah. can't have a Kirby game without without Meta Knight. Of course. Um, you know, yeah. For the record, um, uh, Kirby's I, I, gun form is called Ranger. So he's just hunting Ranger. animals, not humans. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're fixed on my end now, too. Cool. So, yeah, Kirby and the, uh, and the, and the Forgotten Land releases on March 25th. I'm excited. Easily one of my most anticipated games. If anyone wants to get oh, me a late sure. birthday present, that's you got it, buddy. That's the one to go for. <laughs> I mean, all right, fellas. Anything y'all want to say about this wonderful 3D game we're going to experience at the end of March? No, I can't wait. Yeah, give same. me the year right here. I hope so. I mean, we'll see. It's, I mean, it's the first of its kind. Like uh, we have no idea what to expect. So it's yeah. Well, if, if if anything, if it's to be anything, um, Kirby games are always usually fun. So at the base level, it'll be mm-hmm. fun. How fun it will be, we'll see. Yeah, um, this is this is Mario's exactly. like sorry, this is Kirby's Mario sixty four, but coming in twenty twenty two, like it's huge. Yeah, it'll be a better yeah, Mario sixty four than the Mario sixty four on Switch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, better yeah. than Mario sixty four in general because that game's just okay. Yeah, come at me. I mean, a lot of a lot of people. Possum Gamer would be here. It'd be like, yeah, leading that charge. <laughs> All right. Um, so here's a here's an interesting one coming up next. Uh, this is coming from Vice, and programmer uses NSA tool to liberate legendary Super Nintendo emulator from EA. Uh, I didn't know this is a thing. So this is actually really fascinating. The long rumored SNESticle, which is a name choice, SNESticle. Um, was hiding in a GameCube game for more than a decade. Now programmers have come away to run Snesticle on its own. Have you never heard of Nesticle? Uh, I, have the, I used to use that I've emulator, heard, like, with early NES stuff. Nesticle, yeah. I didn't know about a Super Nintendo version, though. I didn't, I didn't know that that was a thing. Uh. Oh, okay, uh, sorry. Says, well, you were reading about the, the tale of the Nesticle. I didn't... I, I had, we hadn't gotten to the SNES part yet. Sorry. Yeah. Have that get a go when I wrote about the Tale of Nesticle, the groundbreaking is a new system able to help break through open retro gaming for the internet era. I dig through a lot of corners. Yeah, internet relay chat. Um, one thing I did not for uh, not need for telling you story that the tools were built by the National Security Agency, the surveillance arm of the United States government that Edward Stone famously exposed a decade ago. Was that ten years ago? Jesus they would Christ. name it after balls. Uh, yeah, but someone who read that article was inspired by its kicker. Which revealed that a Super NES of the version of the famous emulator was secretly released as an Easter egg in a GameCube boxing game. Did need an NSA procedure produced tool to pull off an impressive reverse engineering feat, a process to create a bootable version of Snesticle, an emulator that spent much of its life as a folklore in the history of retro gaming. Oh, I don't want your ads. Get away from me. Um, Jesus Christ. Um... In my research for the 2017 Motherboard piece, I heard a rumor on some long archive forum that the emulator made an appearance in the game 
I took the game time to check this out and the Dolphin emulator, and lo and behold, we're digging into the back code of the game, a copyright for Snesticle was there. For two decades, there was a rumor, the apparent creation of a programmer who denied it would ever see public release, and suddenly there was a grill. Jonas Holmberg, a Swedish programmer, was inspired by the knowledge that this emulator actually existed in a commercial form that he recently spent nights and weekends over the span of a couple months reverse engineering <laughs> the 2005 electronic games uh, Fight Night Round 2 to isolate the emulator, a work <clears throat> of then an EA employee, Iser Addis, Addis, that used to unlock a playable version of Super Punch Out. Addis, commonly known as Sordu in his early life in the primary programming for Bloodlust software, produced a number of landmark console emulators, including Nesticle, along a series of crude but popular shareware games. So, yeah. That's like there's more to this article. Yeah. But that's in, that's insane. It's just oh my god. Well, you have experience with Nesticle. Like that's like the premier NES like emulator machine. It, it used it, to be. Am I wrong? Used to be. Yeah, I mean, okay. not a lot of people still yeah. use Nesticle, um, but like I remember, like as a kid. That's all there was. Like, it was the NES emulator, which is really awkward on the family computer um, to have to have that uh, that shortcut icon because it was Your literally just, probably think it was a virus. Yeah, it was literally just like balls with an NES controller. Um, wow. Yeah, it's pretty crude. But like you unlocked a memory just now because I totally forgot Nesticle existed. And now knowing there was basically a sequel, a super Nesticle. Um, even bigger balls, like, and mode seven effects, mode seven effects on those balls. Um, oh my god, mode seven. Yeah, the only em- emulator I knew of was like ZNES. You know, that yeah. was the one I was familiar. Yeah, with. there's the SNES oh. and then um, SNES nine X, which I That's, yeah. I usually use the SNES, but SNES nine X is uh. It allows for live patching of ROMs, so it's good for, like, ROM hacks. Oh. Um, like, the Super Metroid Redux that I used, um, that I had to do SNES 9X. Um, but ZSNES, I think, generally has better results on the emulation side. Um, but, yeah, like, it sounds like this is pretty impressive. Uh, oh my god, go away, Ice. Like, it... It was clearly more than just a Super Punch-Out emulator, even though that's all they used it for in-game. But I guess it... I mean, it's probably not going to become a commercially viable emulator because, like, the controller mapping is kind of jank and it doesn't have two-player support. And there's already, like, you know, much more viable emulators out there. Whereas, like, Nesticle was the one, like, back in the day. That's why it got so popular. Uh, so I, I mean, this is really cool. And like, I love that it brought me back to that, you know, that early emulation days. Um, but I don't see this being a big thing. Yeah. I just think it's cool that it, um, it exists. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that's, that's the cool thing about it. It's the thing that just happened. That it exists. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Uh, so this is kind of, this is kind of weird. I saw this today. Um, everybody familiar, everybody I think here is familiar with the board game called Pandemic. I own it. So um, yeah. I, I, I've never played it, but I always see it as working in the toy aisle. I see it shit, that shit constantly. It's a really cool game. Um, 
That's we actually um, we played it on like a family game night last year. I was like, is this in bad taste? Can we like I mean, I, I've been wanting to play this for a while. Like, it seems like bad timing, but we did it anyway. Can't be any worse than Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. Uh, Those are just true now. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, um, I, I did. there is a digital version of it, and uh, apparently it's being removed everywhere. Uh, digital board game Pandemic has been removed from sale for a multitude of reasons, uh, as Modi cannot disclose, uh, which regarding for source has not been an easy choice. Asmodee's digital board game Pandemic has been quietly withdrawn for some sale for a multitude of reasons the public cannot disclose. Without formal announcement, Pandem- Pandemic was delisted from Steam on January 6th, and it looks like as though players can't pick up on uh, can't pick it up on mobile devices now either. Although if you already own the game, you should be able to redownload again from your library if you're quick. All signs of the game have been scrubbed from the company's website too. The notice on Steam simply says, at the request of the publisher, Pandemic the board game is no longer available for sale on Steam. Players on Xbox Nintendo Switch have until the end of January 2022 and July 2022, respectively, to pick it up before it's deleted from the stores. While there's been no formal explanation, a player reached out to Asmodee and reportedly received this curious email response. First of all, I want to thank you for you and all the Pandemic players for your loyalty support over time. Unfortunately, we are taking the Pandemic off the store apps. We have worked hard over four years on Pandemic without withdrawing it from the stores. has not been an easy choice. This decision was made with a heavy heart for a multitude of reasons that we cannot disclose. <laughs> for now, only PC, uh, PC, App Store, and Google Play have been removed. Microsoft version will follow Jan- uh, January 31st, 2022, and then Nintendo Switch by the end of July of 2022. Regarding the game, as long as it's been purchased and downloaded prior to removal from the store, then you will continue to have access to the game. If you do uninstall the game, you will need to access your library to locate and install the game again. It's difficult to overstate Pandemic's impact upon uh, board gaming, we said back in 2016, when no one generally knew what the word Pandemic meant or how it would have a different kind of impact in gaming in 2020. This game, which, uh, in which players work together to save the world from an outbreak of deadly diseases, is the most successful cooperative board game in the last 10 years, possibly of all time. Released in 2007, it's a blend of accessible rule-set flame around a tough, unpredictable puzzle, has proved a hit with casual and hobbyist board gamers alike, and prove to both communities that playing together can be just as entertaining as playing competitively. So that's neat, a board game that isn't just about murdering each mm-hmm. other or betraying one another. It's a really cool so game. So, like, like, I honestly, I never like, really read too much about the digital version, but I'm kind of sad that I can't own it now. I wonder if... Okay, so my question is, before we get to the physical, like, the digital version, I wonder if they're like, are you going to pull the physical one, too? Like, why? what makes the digital... Un- unless it's like a... As simple as we lost the rights to it. Like, that's the well, only reason I can think I was of. just reading down in the comments because I was curious when it says there's 17 comments on this article. Um, and it sounds like Asmodee uh, owns the rights to the game. Like, basically, it's, okay. a, it's a closed loop of, like, they own, you know, they developed the game. They also own the uh, the board game, like, developer, like, whoever, you know, whoever that is. Um, and Asmodee as a company was bought out by someone else, so it's possible there's a rights issue there, but like, like I said, it's the same company that made the board game, that made the video game, Right. so there shouldn't be any issue there. It makes me think it's just you like, think. they don't feel comfortable producing a pandemic game during a pandemic, but also we're, you yeah. know, in our third year now, why, why, like, why now? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, unless it's unless it's like maybe they started this talks a while ago and it's probably like, hey, we're gonna lose money, you know, if you remove this game because I guarantee people were probably buying it out of like memes worth or like just looking for something to play, even though maybe you don't want to play a game called Pandemic. Maybe the government I just should. Find it odd. It's all about how yeah. to uh, save the world from a pandemic, what? so more people probably should. Well, play there's it. that. <laughs> There's that movie pandemic that came out like a decade ago, right? Where like the ending movie, ending part of the movie is like everybody took the vaccine and everything was okay. Yeah. Oh god. That only happens in fiction. If, right. Oh god. If only. Jesus fucking I hate you, you sons of bitches. Um uh, government can already track you five different ways. Vaccine ain't gonna make it easier. Um uh, but it's it's just I find the timing really odd, unless it's just one of those things a contract like negotiations with payouts money because i guarantee you somebody's gonna be losing money from it not being able to be purchased but uh my question will be is like is the physical board game gonna go away then like are you gonna remove that from short shells are you not gonna sell like do a recall on those like or like or just sell whatever you have and then that's it i'm i imagine like i don't think they're gonna recall but i would imagine it's a similar thing where they just stop producing it yeah, I can see. Because I mean, it is the same knows, company, I mean, like, like I said. So, yeah. So interesting. Yeah, I did not think like I, again. This is something like you would. I figured we would have heard about the story in like summer twenty twenty or like winter twenty twenty. Uh, you know, where like it's being removed, uh, tempor like temporarily, not necessarily something that's like permanent. Yeah. Um. All right. I wonder. I I I want to follow the story because I want to see like. Somebody's gonna say something why it was pulled because I feel like, I feel like we should know. It just feels weird to just like all of a sudden now. Yeah, it's being especially when like there's a fairly positive message to the game, like it's all about winning yeah. against a viral pandemic. I mean, putting on the, the the tin hat on maybe that's fucking why we don't want we don't want. Yeah. People saying, oh, we you mean we can work together? Just like no 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 no, there's no hope for humanity. Uh, don't look up. I haven't seen the movie, but I know about it. You should. Um, it's great. I'm looking. Yeah, up. I know. I'm behind on a lot. Behind a, I'm behind on a lot of shit. Um, all right. So, unfortunately, the next two topics are about cancellation. So, get ready, folks. Uh, also, real E3. quick, Ty. Uh, that is that is the joke. Don't yeah. look up is like the um, the slogan of like the you know the bad side. It's like don't look up and see the truth. It's like, but you really do need to look up. Anyway. I'm not letting movie titles tell me what to do. <laughs> Good. Carry on. Okay. Uh, I I don't know how to go to that. Um. So uh, E3 digital. It looks like E3 in local is is not going to happen, uh, like it did the past two years. Um. Uh. And uh, a digital event. Uh. Reportedly, um, uh, E3 digital. And so E3 is not going to happen. And now the digital event is seemingly in trouble. Um. The digital event reportedly a mess and probably canceled. Uh, the ASA recently revealed that E3 2022 would not be taking place in a physical setting for the third year in a row, but now it's not. Now it's looking like the digital event is probably canceled too. E3's physical uh, event cancellation comes due to the COVID-19 pandemic still having a strong impact on society, with the world gradually embracing the digital era more and more because of the deadly virus. However, with so many publishers and developers opting to host their own digital showcases. The need for E3 has become questionable in recent years. Now it seems that there may not even be an E3 event at all for 2022, as an insider claims that the, it's a mess and probably canceled. Um, the news comes from retailer, reliable insider Jeff Grubb, who recently updated a short video to his YouTube account. 
Uh, as written by Jeff Cortidio, the physical E3 events were canceled by the ESA. Um, yeah, apparently it's it's a state, and it's state it's going in. Grub didn't detail exactly why the digital E3 event for 2022 could be canceled, but it did say that it's going to be a mess, and if it uh, does go ahead, it will simply limit E3 uh, from other events such as Jeff, uh, Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest. Um, didn't take long for Jeff Keighley to piggyback out the cancellation of e terms could have confirmed that the Summer Game Fest will be returning in 2022. Uh, of course, you know, plugging in exactly. Uh, so although it looks like E3 won't be pre- present in capacity in 2022, there's still a lot to look forward to. According to Jeff Keighley, we still got the following events to take place. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online event on the 27th of January, Dice Summit, Elden Ring release, Game of uh, GDC, Star Star Wars Day really okay, um, Star Wars Celebration, um, Kingdom Hearts 20th Anniversary Fest, Final Fantasy 16 trailer information, uh, Summer Games Fest is virtual E3 maybe, and of course August's Gamescom and then in September presumably would be Tokyo Game Show. All right, so God, I I mean like we've been talking about the death of E3 for like years. But it feels like this is, this is it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. If it gets canceled like entirely this year, I don't see it coming back. Like even when no. you know physical events happen again, I could see maybe like a new thing taking its place. But E three as a concept is probably dead, mm. and that's kind of a shame. But also, like, like the the article says, we don't really need it. Um, also, random thought. Do you think that Jeff Grubb name calls his channel the Grub Hub? No, because then if he did, then, then he can't if he didn't, you. then it's a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. There's no copyright infringement. There's two it, B's on each name. On... He should call it Grub Hub Plus, so he can get all the noodles he want for uh, free and get free delivery. Mm. Um, so he should do that. Um, yeah, I think it sucks because, like, at the same time, like I understand, like E3 may not be necessary. Um, and granted, you know, E3 this past year was really rough for me and I, I didn't get to really implement any ideas that I wanted to yeah. considering what happened. Um, you know, I, I, I liked, I liked the idea of E3 cause it felt like, uh, gaming Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's just, you can be, you listen, you want to be a fucking cynic about there, how it's like, it's old news or whatever. Fine. You can be like that. I like looking forward to it because there's a camaraderie around me and my friends and we get excited for games that are come out or we can just make fun of the presentations. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. It, it was a good time. And, like, you, you can be cynical about it and everything, and you can be miserable with your fucking life. Or you can just enjoy, like, a nice, you know, four-day weekend where, like, oh, shit, this game's happening, you know? Like, game announcements are fun, um, you know? But again, like, I but, think if something else took its place, it would be fine. It's it's the more the idea of camaraderie and, like, you know, an outlet for games to announce their stuff rather than E3 itself. Right, right. I just feel like you know, the, it's just people being cynical about E3. It's just like you know, it's been an institution for so long. But I'm not gonna be sad that it's gone. But yeah, you know, yeah. it'll definitely feel weird and not see like see it around this time uh, when it comes in the, in the summer. So I wouldn't be surprised uh, if everyone just to... does their own digital. Like you know, we have a Sony showcase, an Xbox showcase, a Nintendo showcase, like on those same days, just independently. Yeah. More than likely. Um, we'll see. It'd be weird if nothing happens in June. Right. Um, That's still prime real estate. People are expecting announcements around then. A lot of times developers yeah. get things ready for around then. Like, I mean, they see stocks rise and stuff around that time. They're not going to want to lose that jump. Okay. 
So, uh, unfortunately, we have... It's our last news story of the day. I meant to put this in last week, but I figured it worked. It kind of works out with the E3 stuff. Uh, Capcom Cup 2021 and the Street Fighter uh, League World Championship have both been canceled uh, for this year. Thanks, um, Kale. 2021 season. Um, despite running its competition... No, sorry, Dota Esports. I don't want updates on Valorant or League of Legends. Despite running its competition entirely online through la- the last year, Capcom has decided to cancel Capcom Cup 2021 amid rising cases and concerns surrounding uh, the Omicron variant. The event, which is supposed to be held in February 2022, will be replaced by an online season uh, final event. Um, and then here, here I'll, I'll read Capcom's statement because they put it on Twitter. Um, With the rising cases of COVID-19, including the Omicron variant, causing uncertainty and complications globally... Capcom once again finds itself in a difficult position to have having to cancel Capcom Cup. The team did not come to this decision lightly, as we know that Capcom, what Capcom Cup means to the community and the players who train so diligently to qualify. The entire esports team offers their sincerest apologies. Please know we share your frustrations as we wanted nothing more than to have this event return in a big way, but the health and safety of the players and everyone involved is our highest priority. The Capcom Cup... Wow. Uh, Capcom Cup... Sorry. The Capcom Cup... <laughs> Uh, a event which is scheduled to be held, uh, which is scheduled to be held in the United States in February 2022, will be canceled. However, as an alternative, Capcom will produce an online final season final event featuring the players who have won the right to participate in Capcom Cup uh, Eight. Stay tuned for more information, and of course, also uh, the Street Fighter League World Championships, a competition between two teams from the Street Fighter League pros uh, uh, from U.S. and Japan, was scheduled to be held in the same week. Uh, the Fire League will be canceled as well. Please note that the above tournament cancellations are subject to change to, um, and changes are subject to change without prior notice. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, Omicron is burning through everybody right now. I mean, like, shit, like, look at the news. It's it's crazy mm-hmm. how, like, it's both not as deadly, but also deadly because of the fact that people can get sick and go influx your hospitals. That's the problem, people. Um, shit, I may have, I may have been hit with it two weeks ago. I don't even fucking know. Um, if I did, I kicked its ass hard. Um, <laughs> pa, pa, pa. but, but, like, I think it sucks. Like, obviously, like, you know, it wasn't until, like, February. Um, so there there was, like, uh, I think there are other countries who were reporting that Omicron was going through. And, like, within about a month, it, like, it's gone. It's, like, the variant is passed, like, just because everybody fucking got it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, and uh, maybe there was a chance that Capcom could be, like, but uh, they probably just don't want to take the, the chance. You know, somebody could get sick on the way there at the event, at the airport, and be, like... They just probably didn't want that. They don't want to be liable for a super spreader event. No one does. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you know, uh, it's crazy to me. Like, like the Super Bowl is still gonna probably happen, or like WrestleMania, or like the Royal Rumble, which to- uh, Thomas and I are gonna watch, is probably still gonna happen live, and we're gonna watch <laughs> from the safety of our homes. But um, I, I don't fault them for doing this. Um, it sucks. I, I even read that uh, it's this was not just gonna be like normally Capcom Cup is like. A, like a day event or a two day event like Saturday and Sunday where it's just the top 32 whittle it down to Sunday but it was gonna be like a whole week long thing of like events hmm. and like all probably reveals and shit this is probably gonna be the first instance we get Street Fighter 6 and they still might reveal Street Fighter 6 because they're still gonna do this online thing it just like considering this this I mean it also really sucks from the pro player standpoint because this realistically Street Fighter 6 has gotta be out next year or close to sometime. Uh, they've been working on it. We know it exists. And 
this probably was. God damn, I just realized this was this was my last chance. My last chance to qualify for Capcom Cup if for Street Fighter Five, the game that I worked the most hard at. Damn it. Um. Anyway, well, you can get um, Street Fighter Six like, from the ground up. I mean, I I could do that. Yeah, I, I'll definitely be doing that. That's, is that a, is that a doubt? Um. But uh, I think it sucks for the players because like a lot of people. Where like this is the last chance to like win it, and like sh- like you know um, some of them understand it, understood it. Some of them were heartbroken by it. Uh, some of them were upset, and I don't think you should like take it out on the like the people like personally. But like I would get like working your ass off. Like imagine if I won one of these fucking events, I would be devastated. I'm like I I, I did it. I, I I'm gonna go you know play the best players in the world, and then now it's not happening anymore. And like that that would be just disheartening. You know, you work all that you work your way up, and then like all of a sudden it's not happening anymore. I can see like even if um, Street Fighter Six comes out before next year, and like they have an event next year, you know, assumably it's safe by then. um, They could still maybe have a Street Fighter Five Cup. No, at that event, they won't do that. Like a Legacy Cup, they won't do that because no, uh, because they. I know this because when Street Fighter Four happened, the last Capcom Cup. Street Fighter Five launched the next year. Street Fighter Four was nowhere to be seen. It was well, yeah, but it's Capcom a little different. Cup, I mean, like you like you said, it's like a it would be like a two years in one event. I don't I don't think they'll do it. I I think they'll want their game. If if Street Fighter Six is going to be the focus, it all depends on when Street Fighter Six comes mm-hmm. out. Like I imagine we're going to get our first taste of Street Fighter Six this in February. I just something in my gut tells me that. And if it's supposed to come out. Like, are arguably, like, it's not going to come out this year. So, chances are, next year, maybe there could be a Capcom Cup, and that could be the last one. Yeah. Right? Potentially. We'll see. It all depends on when Street Fighter Six comes out. And then, but after that, no, they're not going to do Street Fighter Five. They never, they've never done it. They don't do classic Street Fighter tournaments for, like, the Pro League. It's mm. it's the main game that they're working on. Fair enough. Um, but look on the, look on the bright side. Uh, you'll almost definitely get Chun-Li in Street Fighter Six. Yeah, that's I mean, always that's a safe bet. We're also unfortunately <laughs> gonna get Luke because they've been hyping him up for yeah. the last uh, few months now. Yeah, the the, the last DLC character. Mm. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I'm gonna be following Street Fighter Five uh, that that news for uh, a while, but I think it sucks. I will be tuning into the Capcom event. Um, feel really terrible for all the people involved. Probably a lot. Of, probably a lot of people on Capcom side were also working hard to make the event kick ass. Yeah. Um, God, I can't believe it's been. I remember the the last 2019, the last Capcom Cup. They were gonna hold it in in Capcom Cup 2020. They were gonna hold it in France. They were gonna be in France. That, that's how cool it was. I remember being so excited. And then like, no, nah, we gotta cancel it. We got we gotta cancel that shit. Um, or it would have been. 20, I don't know. It's weird. Um, so yeah, that 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 that's it's all unfortunate. Um, all right. Uh, so let's go ahead and we're gonna go to our final topic of the night, which is. Games coming out in 2022. Uh, we're, so, uh, basically, how this is going to work? We're going to go by the calendar year uh, and pack, uh, per month, and basically list over pretty much the games. And y'all have anything to say, or like if you're looking forward to it. And some of these may be new games. Some of these may be releasing on new platforms for the first time. Some of these may be remasters. We're going to list what's all coming out, and then we'll talk about at the end of it all. We will talk about games that pro- say they're coming out this year. But they may not, depending on the what what we know about them. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, talk about it. So for January, which we're already in, God, January is almost over. Yeah, um, we're halfway done. We have. So I'm gonna go ahead and start with uh, on um, 
River City Girls coming to the PlayStation Five, so that's coming out tomorrow. tomorrow the, the the highly anticipated beat 'em up. Uh, River City Girls Two was supposed to come out last month, but I think it got delayed. I think it's coming out in like like March. God, it's another game. Um, so we'll look at that there. So and then after that, Expeditions Rome coming to PC on January twentieth. Well, we got to give Paparazzi. a shout out to God of War on PC. Like, I don't know if any of us oh, care yeah. about it, but like that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. yeah, no, that is a big deal. Um, it looks really great from what I saw Max playing it. Yeah. Uh, I've seen some of the, the ultra wide monitors. Like they had to work hard to get ultra wide monitor support for that game because of the way the camera works and everything. And like it's super right. cool seeing that in ultra wide. Yeah. So kudos to them making not a good port. It doesn't seem to have, from what I heard, it doesn't seem to have the problems that Horizon had at, at yeah. its launch. Um, yeah. Okay. So after that, uh, Paparazzi, which is coming to both Xbox. Uh, uh, Xbox consoles and PC engine. Oh, is that like taking pictures Rainbow- of dogs? Is that that game? <laughs> I think so. I think you can. <laughs> that sounds for. That sounds right. On- yeah, yeah. It Just looks like context it. clues. It's from, Kit- it's, it's from Kit Fox Games, so yeah, that's definitely a thing that they would okay. release. <laughs> um, Rainbow Six Extraction. I guess this is an expansion for Rainbow Six, or it's like it's a whole new game. I think it's a new game. Um, yeah, uh, and that's on Game Pass, by the way. It, uh, oh, wait, if you're on is Game that Pass, the free to play one? I don't know. I'm on Game Pass, so it's already free to play for me. Uh, <laughs> um, but that's coming to PlayStation Five. Oh yeah, PlayStation the Four, uh, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Google Stadia, and PC. <laughs> um, uh, Windjammers Two is finally coming out after that God. Out it's been so long. No, I no. They've only yeah. It's only Windjammers Jeez. One that's been out. The re-release. Uh, and that's coming on this week also, January 20th, uh, for both uh, both PlayStations, Xbox console, Xbox One. Nothing on the Series X. It's just as soon as Xbox One, so probably still mm. working on that. Yeah, Windjammers uh, is Switch, dope. St- yeah. Um, Baby Storm, which, God, what? just, okay. Uh, Forever Entertainment. Yeah, okay, cool. What? Looks weird as hell. Why they're, are you... They look like... Why are you even talking about this game? It's disgusting. Okay, it's, it, oh, they God. look like... Don't they look like, um... What else is called for Ubisoft? Yeah, the rabbits. They look like rabbits with yeah. human people. Sorry. Human rabbits. Um, all right, we'll skip it. Um, and then the other big one, the final two big ones, which is Pokemon Legend of Arceus, which is launching on January 28th, which I already had the pre-ordered. Um, it was on pre-order discount, um, which, wow. God, I hope this game is good. Is it? I'm, um, I'm holding out. Like, I, It's cool that it's discounted and everything. I kind of want to wait for reviews and stuff before I decide. Um, um because like the, the new game, we didn't maybe. put it in the news or anything, but the new gameplay overview got me more excited. But it still seems a little bit too much like Monster Hunter for me to care. Um, I want to know like what the you know narrative hook of the game is. If it's just going out and capturing Pokemon, narrative hook like, in a Pokemon game? What are you high? We're gonna go kill God. Exactly, you're gonna go capture God. That's what you're gonna do. I just mean, like, if it's just, you know, missions of, like, go capture this Pokemon, and then, like, it, you know, it's Monster Hunter rules, I don't care. I mean, exp- if, But if there's if an the overall narrative cool. of, like, you know, go to this region and, and you know, like, like a gym challenge type thing, sure. There's something to build toward there. Let's see. Uh, I'll definitely be giving my hands on reported. That's like the first big game. And uh, the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, which uh, is that. That is the uh, the first three games. Lost Legacy. 
Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought... Isn't, isn't the first three games coming to PC as well? I thought they already, uh, I don't, already happened. I, I don't think the first three are. I only heard about Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy, which came out a bit after. Okay, maybe I misheard, but that's cool. Uncharted, that's another... That's two PlayStation exclusives, rather technically three. PlayStation exclusives all coming to PC this month, mm-hmm. so that's really badass. Yeah. Come on! Give me Spider-Man! You fucking no. cowards! Give no. me Spider-Man on PC! You're not getting you Spider-Man. fucking... Bitches, I swear to God. Um, Okay, so uh, skipping that one. Uh, Life is Strange Remastered uh, is coming to all consoles, so I still never beat that. I have that on PC, never beat it. Cool that it's coming to Switch, that's a big thing. Um, I hope it has like uh, like touchscreen support where you can use Maxine's powers with the touchscreen. That would be cool. Mm. Um, I haven't looked at any of it. Uh, Dying Light Stay Human 2 has a release date of February 4th, um, and they've been hyping it up. The game that uh, I thought would never come out. Yeah, it's finally coming out. Um, we'll see. Uh, after that, Ollie Ollie World yeah. coming out February eighth. I'm looking forward to that game so much. I need to pre-order it. Um, shout out, shout out to our good buddy Lo, who is uh, working on that game. Um, oh, nice. He's, he's been saying good things. Um, I'm I'm pretty curious about it. Yeah, I, I I wasn't a fan of the first Ollie Ollie because of how hard it was, but this one seems a lot more accessible. Mm-hmm. So I like that it's uh, more seafood. like it's it. You've got dimensions to it. It's not just kind of like yes. a line runner or whatever that game was called. Yeah. Uh, Sifu, the Kung Fu game where every time you lose, you age, releases mm. uh, February 8th. I'll probably wait on that one, but it does look cool. Um, Edge of Eternity. God, where have I heard this game before? It sounds oh, like a JRPG game. Never mind. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hanging on I was like, the That's... Edge of Eternity. Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires comes out February 15th. Uh, Rumbleverse, the wrestling um, uh, battle royale game, releases. Oh, yeah. That uh, actually looks kind of good. Uh, oh, yeah. February 15th. Uh, so that looks cool. We should all like, get Galaxy, that. Iron Galaxy, let's it, go. Isn't it free to play? Yeah, I'll check should, it out. I don't know. If, if it's if it's not, I'll buy a copy for everybody to play. Um, uh, the Assassin's Creed Ezio Collection is coming to Switch, so if you're wanting to play the best Assassin's Creed so game, random. a.k.a. Brotherhood, uh, go, uh, I'd argue go play Assassin's that on Creed the go 2 is the better time. one. But, you know. No, Brotherhood. Brotherhood's good, too. Brotherhood's better. Brotherhood's better. Yeah. We can agree Suck that Revelations is poopy, though, right? Yes, that's the war. Yeah. yeah. What a waste of time. Even when I was playing all those for uh, leading up to 3, it was like, why am I doing this? But, um, uh, Turk, not Turkmenistan, Istanbul is a, uh, constant, Istanbul is Constantinople, uh, is a really cool locale. That's, like, yeah. the only thing it's got going for it. Um, the King of Fighters 15 Shatter All Expectations yeah. officially releases February 17th on everything but Switch. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm definitely getting that one. I hope I can buy it. Um, I'll buy it for Horizon, you. Horizon Forbidden West uh, comes out for uh, February 18th for both PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. By the way, alert for anybody. There is... Gameplay. Somebody has a uh, uh, God. What's the word I was looking for when a game gets released early? Leaked, um, leaked copy out there and of mm. uh, the PS4 version of the game. So be wary for Horizon shit for the next. <laughs> what's funny is I've actually been weeks. like trying to seek out uh, leaked gameplay, like you know, leaked information of uh, Pokemon Arceus, and I can't find anything. But friggin' Horizon Forbidden West is already out there, and it comes out like a month later. Wow, crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I'm curious about that one. I mean, like the with the PS5 and all, like it could be something worth checking out. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the first one, but 
Well, this one, the combat looks a lot better. Yeah. God, those environments look yeah, I know. so fucking juicy. Jesus Christ. I'll, maybe I'll give him another this chance. This is going to... Like, this is, this Horizon feels like that old school, like, I will buy this console for this fucking game. That's what it feels like. Um, like, it, it, it has that, that hallmarks of it. And I won't be playing it because I don't own a PS5. And I will cross my fingers for a PC release, a PC release three years from now. So, yeah. we'll see. And I have to probably buy a new graphics card and everything just to play it. I still need to beat the first one. So, I got time. Okay? I got time. I still need to beat the first one. <laughs> you got three um, years. So I, I got if I don't beat Horizon in three years, I'm just gonna stop streaming. I'm just like I don't deserve this anymore. <laughs> um, There's so many games that I've are, spent at least three years trying to beat. Uh, Destiny has a new expansion coming out. Destiny: The Witch Queen's coming Ooh. to everything. Uh, February 22nd. Shout out to you, Destiny players. Um, Monarch. Elden Ring. Hold on, we got we got um, Monarch in here. What the hell's what the hell's Monarch? It's um, it's. Sort of like a Shin Megami style game from like spinoffs of Atlas. Okay, um, I've it's, never heard it's, of this game at all. It seems kind of cool. Like I don't have a lot of information on it uh, because it's another one of those that like we just haven't seen much from. Um, but it's got that kind of like dark tone, like anime style with uh, with like dungeon crawling. Like it's got a lot of those same elements and the. Uh-huh. Um, it's obviously all original monsters and stuff because it's not an Atlas game, uh, but the combat system and stuff seems pretty cool. It's it seems like I'm kind of surprised you haven't heard of it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. It probably doesn't get like it's probably the people who I watch aren't covering it. Like that's probably like when I saw it, I thought it was like a generic Western shooter. It just, it just has a weird, a not an inspiring name. No, it's yeah. I mean um, it's a it's a new IP, but it's kind of like a spiritual successor. To the Shin Megami style from those, you know, those people. I can see that. Yeah, it seems pretty neat. Uh, uh, I'm going to keep an eye on it. I'm not, probably not going to get it day one, but it looks cool. Okay. Uh, after that, the final big release for February. God, what a... February might be the most dense, dense month in all of gaming this year uh, so far. Is Elden Ring, the hotly anticipated new game from Sun Software, um, which, God... <sighs> I want to play it. I don't like Dark Souls games, but I want to play this one. <laughs> I kind of want to play this one. Your do- to your doom. Yeah, I want to play this game. All right, moving on to March. Um, let's see. Um, uh, the big Gran Turismo Seven uh, comes out March fourth. That's the their racing game. So you know, hey, you know, I like. Tur- I can't play this one because I, I I have Forza. I don't need Gran Turismo. Yeah, um, I've never cool. been a big fan of Gran Turismo. Um, so that's cool. Uh, Triangle Strategy, I love that these, yeah. anytime these developers make a name. Oct- Project Octopetra, Project Prongles, that's the name. Let's just fucking go with I it. I mean, just, Triangle Strategy is a pretty good name. It is. It is. It is a good game. So that comes out March 4th. Um, Chocobo GP, yeah. uh, the Final Fantasy cart comes out March 10th. I'm so excited for that um, one. Uh, let's see, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax on, gets on, a re-release on. on PS, what? Shout out. Oh, Tunic. Yeah. Tunic Shout comes out. Tunic. out. Yeah, I for, yeah, I don't... I saw this and I was like, yeah, it's you so would cute. Like that game. No, this this yeah. game has been, like, in some form of development for, like, six or seven years. I remember Damn. an early demo that was... It wasn't called Tunic yet, um, but it was a little fox in, like, kind of a, you know, top-down Zelda-esque landscape. Just a demo at, like, PAX or something. 
And then now it's finally coming out. It looks fully fleshed out. It's got a name. And I can't wait. Like, this is going to be, like, the Zelda clone to beat them all, I'm hoping. Because um, we've had some pretty stinky Zelda clones lately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, shout out to your buddy uh, for getting uh, Ocean Heart on Switch. I saw yeah. it coming to Switch. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Cool on Good for him. Cool on. I forgot your pers- your friend's name. I apologize. It's okay. It's um, Max. Um, Max! Shout out to you, Max, for doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tunic okay. would be another good birthday gift. Just saying. Uh, so yeah, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax gets a release on PS4, Switch, and PC. Uh, nice. So look for that if you like Persona 4. Uh, Strangers in Paradise Final fa- God, I forgot this was coming out. Shit! Mm-hmm. Uh, That's another Souls-like that I game. just don't care about at all. But. Nah, this is this is not Souls like. This is this is not Souls like. This is um, Ninja Gaiden like. Uh, that's coming out to PS Five, Xbox, yeah. um, and everything in PC. I want to I want to play this game. I really want to play this game too. My birthday's um, on a Monday this fact, year. I was gonna say maybe I should do like a birthday stream, but I'll be here. Lame. I mean, we could always alter the plans. You think I'm not flexible? <laughs> Come on, dog. Um, we could do like a po- uh, a Chocobo GP birthday stream. With the three Both of us assume I want to buy that game day one. What? Come <laughs> um, on. Um, it all, dude, this is a lot of other shit that's coming out, okay? A lot of stuff that I'd rather play. I, it's a nice point. game, but it's a lot of other stuff coming out. Um, Rune Factory 5 comes out March 22nd, uh, if you're like, if you like, you know, your farm simulators. Uh, of course, we already talked about Kirby. Tiny Tina's Wonderland comes out uh, on March 25th. Same, so same day. Same as Kirby. Again, if you can't decide between Kirby and Tiny Tina's Wonderland, remember, Tiny Tina's Wonderland will probably be $20 by the end of the year. Kirby's Dreamland will not be $20 for the next five. It will so never go on sale. Kirby is eternal. Um, Kirby uh, is your Nintendo see. And God. then uh, let's move on to April. Uh, the first wow. one is All a we got. big one. <laughs> it's it's the only one. Cent- uh, 13 Sentinels... Aegis Rim is officially coming to Switch. This is like a, from what I've heard, this is like a really good, like, uh, RPG that's been on PlayStation forever. And, like, a lot of people kept saying this would be perfect on Switch. And so it's finally happening uh, on Nintendo Switch. Okay, bullshit that it's listed in April, but also, um, uh, Advance Wars Reboot Camp comes out April, <clears throat> April 8th. It's like, it's really? weird that it's not listed on here. Yeah, it's huh. listed as April. It's like first week of April, I think. Uh, that's weird. Unless that's that that, con- that date's not concreteable, but Is go it... look on the Switch eShop. It... Let's check the to be announced Advance Wars. Uh... Um, yeah, it's on the to be announced. So that's weird. It says on the Switch thing April. Like normally it huh. doesn't. It doesn't say coming soon. It just says April. So well, maybe because it doesn't have an or... actual like April date, like a specific date. Okay. It's not on here. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking. You're making me get my Switch! I'm gonna prove it to you clowns. It comes out April the 8th or something. Come on. I'm gonna do this. We're gonna take time. While I do that, let's move on to May. Um, Not a lot so far. We have Vampire the Masquerade. Um, Coming soon. Here we go. Uh, Sons of the Forest, which I think is like a a forest sequel or something. Like a sequel to the forest. Which is kind of interesting. I got really into the forest for a little while and then fell off of it. But this game still feels like it's coming out of nowhere. A little bit, yeah. Um, and, and then the big one, yeah. the big one is 
Forspoken, Square Enix's uh, new IP coming out. So um, remember, it's going to cost seventy bucks. Don't care. PlayStation Five and PC. This is going to be awesome. Not coming to Xbox. Um, hold on. Here we go. I have it. Here it goes. Advanced Wars. God, please don't tell me I'm going to fucking dox myself. Look here. It says April eighth. I don't know if you can see that. Nope. April eighth. Okay, but it says April the eighth, twenty twenty-two. Estimated okay. release date. I guess this isn't updated then. That's fine. So I'm gonna put my switch over there. Stay over there. Okay. What is? When was this um, made? January sixth. So yeah, it should be. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe they didn't overlook it. So I, I hope, unless they know something I don't. Um, please don't delay the game. Actually, maybe do because like, so I have time to play. It. <laughs> I mean, it was already delayed right, once, uh, then, so I imagine it's solid now. Hopefully. Uh, next up, we have uh, Saints Row uh, coming August twenty third. This is this, the uh, reboot of of the series. I, I this was the game that made me want to have a section of games not coming out this year. Because have we seen even any gameplay from this game? Like the, I mean, the only time we saw was like that. But I mean, was that because that um, cinematic trailer from got E three, or maybe it wasn't even E three? It was probably something else. Uh, maybe probably. Game Awards. Um, maybe it was Game Awards. Yeah, it was Game Awards. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't see how this game is coming out in August. But I mean, then again, it's Saints Row. It. It's not known to be super polished. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe that'll, maybe that'll change with this game. So we'll see. All right. Uh, September has Test Drive. What? Unlimited Solar Crown? I don't. I don't. There's definitely I, yeah. more. September so far that we know. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, it, yeah. Uh, and of course, November. The big one that we know of is Starfield, coming on uh, the X, X, Xbox exclusive Starfield console exclusive and PC, November 11th. Um, as Stalker Two, hold on. As, as much as I know, they want that you know eleven eleven date again because that's what Skyrim had. I also don't think that game's coming out this year. Like, I mean, there's been no see. gameplay at all. There's been some concept art and a few like like conceptual cinematic trailers, but we don't really know what this game is. We'll see. Know. Uh, if we see something by summer that's like a full gameplay thing, then it's coming out this year. Sure. For sure. If, if we see something by the summer, so. Um, uh, next up, we have Stalker 2 Heart of Chernobyl is supposed to be coming out December the 8th. Uh, I'm familiar with Stalker. I don't know what Stalker Never is. played the first one, um, but that's cool. So now we have. God, there's a lot of them, so this, yeah. might, this might be a bit. Jesus Christ. So, um, okay, so we're going to go... Let's, gonna, let's just going to go through this. Um, Some of these uh, do have release dates, they're just not here, and that's weird. Yeah, so we already know Avengers 1 and 2 Reboot Camp is coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, trying to look Got at other it. games that are... Uh, the, the first big one is Bayonetta 3. Mm-hmm. That's like yep. the first big one that doesn't have a solid release date. Um, I'm expecting that to be a holiday game, 2022. That'll probably be one. Yeah, if it doesn't come out holiday, it's going to come out by the by like the summer. I don't know. I would expect September, out. October. Because yeah, I don't think they're going to bank their holiday on that. Like that's more for kids. Um, they're going to make this their like big fall release, kind of like the Halloween uh, crowd. Yeah, this would uh, be more of an October release because Bayonetta 2 also came out in October of 2014, was it? No, it's a Wii U title. 20, yeah, 20, 
Yeah. Yeah, 2014, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess the Wii U was 2013, right? Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, what? Blossom also, Tales 2? I've never heard of this. Yeah. What? I... We talked about it, buddy. What? No, we didn't. Um, I... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's coming out uh, this year, supposedly. We'll see. I hope it's better than the first one. I hope it's the first um, one. I mean, it was, it was simple, but I'm going to have to look at that. Okay. Um... Anyway, Bomb Rush Cyber Cyberfunk, I think, has a release date. I don't remember what it is, but I saw something about it. This is Yeah, this is the uh the Jet Set Radio inspired yeah. uh, game. It looks really good, but it is coming like summer some something like that. I just don't remember the exact date. Yeah. But I'm excited for that one. Um I thought uh, Dragon Ball the Breakers, it's another one, the the uh, Dead by Daylight Dragon Ball game. Oh yeah, I've yeah. seen a bit of that game. It looks all right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's another big one. Um, let's see. Also, Digimon Survive. Oh, uh, They've been talking about that game for years, but we haven't really seen anything of that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a lot of people think it's going to get canceled just because of how long. Uh, uh, Euden Chronicles Rising. This is the uh, Suikoden, um Oh uh, yeah, that Kickstarter successor. one. Yeah, looks really good. That's another one we'll see. Uh, I'm really curious about the Evil Dead game. Um, I imagine that's also going to be like an October type. You would think. You would think, but we'll see. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo. This is that first person Japanese Mm -hmm. horror action game that's like has had seemingly a strange development. So... um, Published by Bethesda. Developed by Tango Gameworks. I'm interested in this game, but like it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's been a while. If it doesn't come out this year, it's it's got some trouble. Um, God of War, uh, I could see not coming out this year, but like it's also using the same engine, and the gameplay they showed of it looked pretty solid. So yeah. it's very possible it's just going to get like dropped this summer, like you know August or something. I I, I sus- no, I suspect that's their holiday game. That's like their big. If Horizon is their guess, is their first launch, yeah. God of War would be like we want people to buy PS5s and and well, if you can buy a PS5, right. and, well, they say the chip but it's also a cross platform, so like yeah. it could be yeah. or cross gen, I guess. Um, but they were also like they were kind of going for the like iced over look on all the marketing and stuff. So if it's not now, like you know, winter, it's going to be probably yeah, November, December, I guess. November is yeah for like big, well, that, God, I feel like that's going to be a big PlayStation. The last game came out on me. PC uh, just a few days ago, so that's I true. imagine it wouldn't be like immediate. Yeah. Yeah. Although, well, when like did uh, when did Horizon come like, to PC? Twenty eighteen. PC. And maybe no twenty. I I don't know. I thought it was last year. It was something. Like, no, it wasn't twenty twenty. I can tell you that much. It was before oh, that. Okay. Um, Gotham Knights like, is probably a summer title. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Although we haven't really seen much of it, so there's only a few screenshots on the PlayStation Store for what I saw. Yeah, but like that first yeah. gameplay trailer they had for it looked. I mean, it was probably a slice of life thing, but it was pretty solid. Yeah, I hope it's fun, and it's and it's cross. Uh, it's going to be across all platforms mm-hmm. except for Switch. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that one. Let's. Hogwarts Legacy, that's a game... That's uh, not I read, a, I read somewhere. Yeah, I read a report that development is not going well on that game. Which is a shame, because um, it has so much potential. But it's not coming this year. 
Um, I am Jesus Christ. It's coming to PC this year. Huh. Wow. <laughs> All right. Easter. Uh, get, get the place. Get to play as the savior. We'll see. I mean, if it doesn't come out as easy, that's poor. That's poor planning. Either right? Easter or December. Those are the only time acceptable times to uh, it, it pl- release a game like that. Uh, those are the only times um, that Jesus can come. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Moving on. Um. Let's see. Uh, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Oh yeah. This guy. I feel like like while. I don't know what's going on. I assume the pandemic fucked with the development, but like yeah, all the voice actors like, and stuff probably. Yeah, yeah, like Jesus Christ! Like I feel like it should have been out by now, but no, it's it's still still yeah, it's coming. Still langling uh, behind. Okay, these these next two uh, big releases, I'm pretty sure we have dates for Mario and Rabbit Sparks of mm-hmm. Hope and Marvel's Midnight Suns. I think Mario is Mario and Rabbit's is summer, not a firm release date, but summer okay. from what the eShop said. Uh, and then Midnight Suns, I think it's not a confirmed. It was supposed to come out in March. But then they delayed it to the like quarter four. Oh, that's right. Twenty twenty two. Okay, so, yeah, it doesn't it have a release date so, anymore. Yeah, it, it got it got pushed back. Mm-hmm. So um, we don't have it for a release date. Still highly anticipated uh, games. Yeah. Um, Metals Metal Slug Tactics. The Dot uh, Emu uh, added again. Uh, this time bringing Metal Slug into the tactical RPG genre, which is really cool. Seems kind of neat. Um, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Like, I think I'm going to be satiated by uh, Triangle Strategy. I've never been a big Metal Slug fan, and the tactics yeah. gameplay isn't I mean, going to do enough for me, but... Yeah, it all depends on when it comes out, too, you know? Yeah, that's um, true. So, multiverses. Uh, multiverses, uh, yeah, that's a big one we have. We only saw that one gameplay trailer, but even from that one gameplay trailer, it looked fun. Also, it's free-to-play, so yeah. um, it's going to be great. Quote-unquote, um, free-to-start, I think, is the the concept. Yeah. But. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Um. Just a quick uh, shout out to Pac-Man Museum because that is a really solid collection of games. Probably not one I'd buy, but it looks cool. Um. Yeah. And the, also the uh, the new Pokemon trading game uh, app that's like in pre-registration status right now or whatever on mobile. I keep checking like daily for that to to finally drop. It, could theoretically be any day it could be months but i'm really excited for that because the old app is pretty rough i assume it would be yeah it's fine but i don't see any point in getting into it now that we know the new one's coming yeah um prince of persia the sands of time remake god is (laughs) actually gonna come out this year we've been hearing about this for a while yeah i i read it had some issues um like, the team was very affected by the pandemic because of where they live. Um, but also, it looks a little rough, so maybe they needed some more time to polish it up. Right. Um, let's see. Uh, River City Girls 2! Um, the sequel to River City Girls, which I really liked a lot. Uh, and actually, nothing. it's not on this list, but River City Girls 0, that might already be out, but I don't remember seeing it it's out, but that's like a re-release of the Super, the Super Famicom uh, game, which I didn't even know was a thing. So this is, and this time I think you yeah, get think in River City Two. Gr- cool, uh, you get uh, more characters in River City Girls too. Hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, Salt and Sacrifice, which I think is the sequel to Salt and Sanctuary. Um, oh, the Dark okay. Souls side. The, yeah, so that's another one. Sea of um, Stars. Sea of Stars. Yeah. That. Uh, that's a, okay. So. It says the team, and I'm on their Discord, so I know about this. Mm. They have said winter 2022 
is the okay. is the target, but they hold no promises to release it in winter 2022. So it may not mm-hmm. even come out this year. But mm, what they showed is so good. I'm so glad I backed it. But mm, yeah, it looks really good. Mm, oh my god, the closest like Jesus Christ, and it's confirmed it's in the same world as the Messenger. Like they they actively said that really? in the uh, in the. Yeah, they said it's in the I same see, world. So that's cool. If I don't get some referential humor in this, I'm going to be disappointed. Because it's an RPG, um, right? Like, yeah, it's an RPG. It's like it's inspired by Chrono Trigger. Yeah, um, yeah, it, uh, okay. yeah. It's it's an RPG, but they, they said it's in the same world. So, um, cool. please, please put the messenger as a playable guest fighter or guest guest NPC. I don't know, something. Bring back the. Oh, I want to play the messenger again. Shit. But don't make it a backer um, reward. That'd be a dick move. Uh, I hope not. Well, I'm a backer, so I'm, I don't live. Right. Fuck but... y'all. <laughs> Shovel Knight Dig. Um, Shovel Knight Dig, that's, uh, that's, that's a big one. Yeah, um, I'm really excited. Like, I can see that. I, I, I checked out, I don't think I talked about it on the show, but I briefly checked out um, the the other Shovel Knight, like the puzzle game thing. I don't remember what yeah. it's called at mm-hmm. the moment. Um, and it's okay. Like, I want to spend some more time with it, but, like, it doesn't quite scratch that itch. Shovel Knight Dig, like, is basically... The best of both worlds with Shovel Knight and Steamworld Dig, and I can't wait. Yeah, I'll definitely give that a shot. But let me some Shovel Knight. Yeah. When are y'all gonna release Shovel Knight two, y'all? Come on, it's. It is time. Uh, feel, if it's you get, you gotta think they're love... gonna do something big with that, though. I mean, to be fair, they did do three fucking expansions, like for free, effectively, right. and then charge people afterwards, um, and then. And then did these two other games, so it's like, you know, I imagine they got something in the in the in the cooker. They're I mean, either gonna original. go like, you know, obviously it's not gonna be eight bit. Like everything they've been doing since is not eight bit. Um, kind of expanding the universe and stuff. You got to think they're either gonna go like full modern with like a three D title, or no, I don't think they'll do 3D. like a like two point five D. I would imagine that I would I would be I think it'd be weird to do a three D game of Shovel Knight. Like yeah. he's only he has not that many games. I find I would find that really weird. Um, I don't know. They could have an like endless budget at this point. Eh, I mean, you know, we don't know. You could say they have uh, a treasure trove. Slime Rancher Two comes out, um, which I, I I didn't realize that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people. I haven't love seen much about one, it, so. but it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, Sonic Frontiers. Uh, we know it's supposed to. They they are targeting. Holiday 2022. God, I hope it's good. I, it'd be good. I don't think that's coming. I'm crossing year. my fingers, but yeah, yeah I, I assume I mean, like, it would listen, probably be like a holiday release or something. I think yeah. it'll be like uh, finance fiscal year 2022, but it could be like March next year. It's we'll possible. Uh, no, give it to me this year. I want. But it looks it great. November. Give, give it to me. Give it to me. We haven't seen anything on it. Yeah, there was some gameplay. The last the last trailer had gameplay. Cinematic only, dude. I could have swore there was gameplay. Mm-mm. No, we. I mean, it, like it was like it was open I world, did, like they, he was. Hmm. Yeah, not. We don't know how it runs. We don't know anything like that. I think we it was know what in-game it's be. footage, even if it was cinematic. Not the same. Not the same. Fair. Um, we don't know how it's running. That's the thing. Um, Stray, your your game of most anticipated game of the year, the cat game. I've actually been waiting for that for a while. Um, and it is finally coming. I think it's like summer or something. Um, but real quick, I wanted to go back to uh, Star Trek Resurgence because I think that was one that was announced at uh, the Game Awards. And at first I thought it was like a Telltale game, but it wasn't. 
Um, oh, right. That's right. And it actually looked really cool. Like, I'm not a... I mean, I used to be a bigger Star Trek fan. But, like, I... Uh, after the show ended, I told my brother to check out that game. Because it was, like, right up his alley. But, like, it's neat to see, like, a, you know, quality Star Trek game. Because that's kind of a hard property to manage. Um, so I just wanted to give it a shout out. But, yeah, Stray looks dope. Uh, you also skipped yeah. Splatoon 3. Which is probably no, coming this year. I did not skip. That's a really safe thing. Yeah, you did. You went down to Stray. Oh, whatever. Um, <laughs> I also skipped. Star- okay. Uh, Nobody cares about Star. Star. I do. Um, it looks like Xenoblade now, so it's effectively cool now. Oh, that's fair. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars Hunters. Uh, that's the battle royale Star Wars game that was yeah. coming to. Uh, yeah, that we haven't seen anything on. Um, Except it's coming to Switch consoles. Somatic. Yeah, that's a, that's about it. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see. Suicide Squad. Uh, Kill the Justice League. We saw gameplay of that. Yeah. I expect that to be... See, it depends on... Like, I wonder when they're going to release this. I can see this as their holiday title, because if Gotham Knights comes out in the summer, they're not going to want both Kill the Justice League yeah, that's the thing. and Gotham Knights to come out. Like, they, know, I mean, so. there are different studios. It's not that big a deal, but, like, Warner Brothers isn't going to want to cannibalize their own sales. And yeah. this is the bigger release, for sure, because it's in the Arkham Universe... And it's you fight the Justice League, right? Damn it. Like, it's a bigger scope. It's rock steady. Like, it's it's a whole thing. Um, I would imagine yeah. Gotham Knights is going to be a summer title for the you know the co op focus and everything. Um, and then Suicide Squad is going to be their bigger narrative holiday game. Right. That'll bring in the sales. That's 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 my thinking. Um, System Shock's getting a remake coming to PC, so uh, I've never played getting a remake. System Shock. Yeah, so we'll see if it comes out this year. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge, the Spares is Invincible, so the Turtles in Time supposed to come out last year. We didn't really hear why it never came out yeah, last year. It just kind of did. Um, but yeah, maybe just like you know what? We'll just they probably I need more time it, to spruce it up. Honestly, sure. God, stop! Let's just make the online. Look, listen, I understand you didn't do Streets of Rage with four-player co-op. Please do online four-player co-op with this one. Yeah, it I makes more like, sense to the Turtles. Yeah. Like, I will I will pay extra money for it. Just just give it to me. And playable April O'Neil and stuff like that. But I would at least like another trailer of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if it's got four-player co-op, I'll buy it and play with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, it's if it's single, single if it's like local only, I probably won't. Uh, and it's coming to both Switch and PC. Um, Tim let's Tim. see. Uh, Tim, Tim, yeah, the it's, Pokemon. It's, it's yeah, finally the Pokemon. getting its 1.0. Like, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, whatever. Uh, the po- we're, we're the Pokemon killers. Eh, no, you're not. Oh, no, like, Tim um, Tim has some cool features. Um, it is It has merit. I kind of fell off of it because, like, it's hard. Um, and, like, I, I couldn't get to the new content because, like, you have to, you know beat things to a certain point to get there and I got tired of grinding to beat the quote-unquote dojo, like the gym basically, in order to leave the island I was stuck on. Um, Maybe I should just start over and, you know, play through the new content from beginning to end, but um, it is cool that it's getting its 1.0. I just wanted to shout that out. Yay. Uh, The House of the Dead remake, that's another one that we Mm. know about. We've seen gameplay of it. Um, just, I think it was supposed to again. I think it's supposed to come out last year at the end of last year, but probably just like we're just gonna slip into next year. So, um, God, please, please give me this so it does well enough so we do uh, this one. Um, 
Also, Panzer Dragoon remake uh, uh, two was supposed to come out last year, but never did. Hmm. Um, again, probably COVID stuff related. Um, the big one, the big one, the biggest, well, probably the most anticipated sequel that we've ever seen. Um, the Legend of Zelda: The Breath of the Wild two, whatever it's going to be called. Listen, it's not coming out first half 2022 Mm-mm. because if it was, we would know. By now, with Nintendo, we would fucking know. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely not coming out in March, because they already have both Triangle Strategy and Kirby. It's not coming out in March, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Could be next March. Like a holiday release it could get pushed again. Uh, it's next year. Oh, man, dude. I think people would... I, I feel like I feel like at that point, like what ha- I, would, I need to know like what happened with the development of this game. That well, a game that started as a DLC expansion to, like... I understand they lost a year to COVID. I mm-hmm. get that. But then not, like, okay, 2022, I get it. But if it slips in 2023, man, something happened. Something had to have happened to where, like, it, it just fucked over everything. Okay, here's the thing. I don't think this is going to just be, like, an expansion title anymore. I think it's basically morphed into, like, the Majora's Mask to, you know, Breath of the Wild's Ocarina of Time. Um, I think it's going to be a totally different continent, like, maybe same Link, but, like, drastically changed from the original trailer we saw where it's just like, oh, here's the continent you know, you know, the like the Hyrule land slightly modified. It's like, no, you're on a you're in a new place. This is a new game. It's not Breath of the Wild 2. It is the next entry in the Zelda series that just happens to use the same link. I think it's I think the scope has changed. Well, I will have to see. I I fully expect because I mean it's been I, a I full gonna... title, like development cycle. Right. I fully. You're right. Exactly. I I really don't expect it to slip in the next year. I feel like if Nintendo, this is, has to be because they don't have anything else that we know about. I mean, yeah. the only thing they have is Metroid Prime Four, mm-hmm. and we haven't heard shit Which about is not that this game. Year. And I don't think they're good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And. Um, neither is the Prime Trilogy. We could get the Prime Trilogy this year. Like, that's the thing, is when they figure out that Metroid Prime 4 is on track, they'll drop the Trilogy. Do you think the Prime Trilogy's God? Do you think it exists? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, again, up. you can mock me when it actually, cu- when it actually um, comes out. But they do out. have, I mean, they do have Mario Rabbids, which is a big deal now, because the first one did so well. Um, that's a summer game. That is, that is right. a summer game. But, like, Breath of the Wild could be November. That's what I'm saying. If yeah. it does not, it to me, to me, not like that. I personally am going to get mad if it doesn't. But to me, it has to come out because it's like, like you, you, they don't have anything else big. Because if I'm right, God of War comes out November 2022. Because God of War, I think, is definitely going to come out holiday 2022. Mm-hmm. Nintendo needs that big holiday game, and they, they really didn't have it like this past year. Like, like honestly. And but a lot of people didn't have it this. Past I mean, year, I they like had Metroid Dread and Pokemon Gen Four remakes. That was that was okay. That was this. That was October. I wouldn't call that as a holiday game. Well, October and November. Then, a lot of people no. got Metroid Dread for Christmas. That's all I'm saying. Okay, fair enough. But it's not on the look. I know we love Metroid. Metroid's on the scale as as, as Zelda. It's no, just it's not. not. But I I do um, think that Zelda versus God of War would be a good pairing. Um, yeah, but what yeah. I'm saying is like we've got uh, we've got Pokemon this month, um, nothing really in February, and then um, Kirby Certainly and March. you know Triangle Strategy in March. Um, 
You said something in April. I don't remember what it was. Advance Wars. That's it. Advance Wars in April. Um, Splatoon probably summer. Yeah, that's probably either June, uh, June, uh, May, May through July, May or July, Mm -hmm. May, June or July, one of those three months. Because that's usually that's what the past uh, Splatoon one released in May. Splatoon two released in like in like July, maybe August. So I could see any one of those months being their prime time especially for kids yeah right you know they want they want to have that for the kids and then yeah probably mario and rabbits in august um i would predict personally like this is probably not gonna happen you're gonna make fun of me i would predict prime trilogy hd in october um and then zelda in november um some title we don't know about in december and like an announcement of Prime 4, like, actual gameplay trailer, like, this year, announcement of Prime 4 next year sometime. Like, you know, un- undescribed next year release date. Um, oh, we have Bayonetta 3 this year also. Yeah. And we said that September. Bayonetta 3 in September. Yeah. Yeah, Bayonetta 3, August, September, for sure. Yeah. Uh, October at the latest for Bayonetta 3. I, oh God, if I if they don't so have long. Metroid... Prime Trilogy, they do Bayonetta 3 in October. Uh, Alright, so I think that's a... Uh, I'm trying to see if there's any other games here uh, that we actually care <clears> about. F- uh, uh, well, I think the, uh, do, Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, Master uh, yeah. Duel! Yeah, the, the last I've seen anything of this game uh, as of recently was a short little snippet last month uh, mm-hmm. where they showed like little uh, vintage monster mascots that you can uh, have cheer for you while you're dueling. But oh, that's cute. other than that, I haven't really seen like a concrete release date or anything new past the first trailer that we saw. Well, it, it is like still look cool though. The next like full Yu-Gi-Oh game, you know, that's yeah. not like a um, like a quick match type mobile. Like this is for everything. It seems like it's going to be yeah. basically replacing Legacy of the Duelist. Like it's Absolutely. a big deal, so it's probably going to take longer. But I am I am curious about it. Yeah. Also, no Xenoblade Chronicles three on this list, and all p- reports are indicating that it's not going to come out. Probably not this year. This year. Mm. Probably. I want I want to go back to Xenoblade again. I mean, I could because I own the first two, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <sighs> okay. There's a few well, other things in here, like Lord of the Rings, Gollum, the Out- Outlast Trials. That kind of like that's <laughs> coming to Switch, according to this that's fucking weird. report. That's weird. That no, no, maybe the cloud version. I could believe a cloud oh, version. Oh yeah, sure. That's the lazy fucking way of porting a game to Switch. Yeah. Listen. All right. Uh, all right. Let's. I want. I don't do one final thing. Two games. At, you don't have to do two if you can't think of two of them. Two games, and minimum, anticipated games of this year that's not already out. Tyler, you first. Okay. Uh... One of my most anticipated games in this list. Uh, I'm just going to look through it right here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Which one am I the most excited for? Uh, does it have to be, like, confirmed? Or is it... Uh, no, no. The, can it be... Like, Unless it's... Okay. Is, if it's... No. does not have to be a confirmed release date. I'm not going to okay. be strict on this. Uh, I am probably uh, the most excited for uh, Master Duel, honestly. Uh just anything that's uh, above Link Evolution, which we've had for the last couple of years now. Like, I want to play my Red Eyes Dark Dragoon in, like, online matches. Like, that's my new required monster for anything, because it's so busted. And, uh, 
let's see, anything else? Uh, probably because I am one of the bigger Sonic nerds here. Uh, probably Sonic Frontier. Only because I want a good new Sonic game. I want to know what this new... The trailers has me intrigued. And uh, I want to play a new Sonic game. Like, that's just all there is to it. I'm a simple man. It's been five... It'll be five years since Forces by the time supposedly Frontiers comes out, which I can't believe it's been that fucking long. Um, yeah, man. Apparently they need time to make something good. Who knew? Or something bad. We'll see. Shut yeah, up! Usually takes Stop a year. it! <laughs> um, Justin? Uh, I mean, I feel like I've been pretty vocal about the ones I'm most excited for, but um, because there's a ton of them on here... I will say uh, God of War Ragnarok because I was like I'm a God of War fan, but I was still surprised at how much the last God of War game hit me. Um, like it was drastically Boy. different from any of the other God of War games in a very good way, and like it wasn't a total win, but like I was engaged from beginning to end um, in a way that not many other games have hit me. And I think part of it was like that kind of you know one shot camera the whole way. Uh, where, like, all of the action is panned out from your view rather than cutting away for cinematic moments and stuff. And it made it feel much more personal. And, like, the the Norse Ragnarok story is one of my favorite things for mythology. So I really want to see how they handle that in a way, you know, better than uh, the last Thor movie did. Um, and then, When am I going to be able to beat Jesus Christ's ass as Kratos? I need to know when. You can't defeat me. I know. But he can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be kind of fun to watch them do Christianity, but um, they've somewhat gotten away from the just like beating up gods element. Let me okay. Let me destroy the Vatican as Kratos. Just let me do that. Just, just let me go destroy you that. Could do that in Assassin's game. Creed. Why not God of War? Yeah, sure, exactly. Uh, and then for another pick, um, I'm actually going to just say Shovel Knight Dig because we don't know a lot about that game yet. Um, but, like, the combination of things looks really cool, and I just want more from this universe. Like, I want to keep supporting Shovel Knight games until we get an actual sequel. Um, so, you know, shout out, Shovel Knight rocks. Play more of it. Make more Absolutely. of it. Um, but, I mean, uh, obviously there's a ton of games on here that I'm excited for. Yeah. I have three. And two indie games, one big one. The big one being Bayonetta 3, because I feel like that's definitely coming out this year. Breath of the Wild, I'm not sure. I want it to yeah. come out, but I'm fucking not sure. <laughs> um, so, um, but Breath of the Wild for sure. I mean, Bayonetta <clears throat> 3 for sure, especially when we saw the, the, the gameplay trailer of it, and it's like fucking more kaiju shit mm -hmm. that's like right up my fucking alley. Uh, and I think it's coming out this year because on the eShop, Nintendo just put out a bundled version of both Bayonetta 1 and 2 for Switch. So like, oh, nice. I, I guess a digital version that mm. comes with both of them. So like, if that doesn't say anything, I don't know what does. Um, so I don't own Bayonetta 1 and 2 on Switch. I don't own Wii U, but obviously I can't play my Wii U because this drive. You but have to take it to the I ambulance. Don't... It goes Wii U, Wii U, Wii U. Yeah. Oh, no. Thank you, Joe, from, 20, from 2013. Um, You're welcome. Uh, uh, but that's the big one. But the other two are indie games, uh, TMNT Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, because, God, you want to talk about beat-em-ups that like games that like etched my childhood it was turtles in time on the super nintendo i have that Based. game and soundtrack in my fucking head and the fact that we're actually getting Technodrome. a sequel to Let's it show uh exactly um 
that we have a, a, a new game coming, and it looks fun to play. Um, just give me four player online co op. I'll I'll be okay with two player, but if you give me four player online, then we all can play together. It's gonna be awesome. Um, but the last one is a game I've been anticipating in a while because uh, I'm pretty sure the Messenger was my game of the year. Uh, the year it came out, um, I don't remember honestly. It was either that or Celeste that one year. Um, but the Sea of Stars. I've been waiting for this game for a long time. Mm-hmm. As soon as I heard about it, as soon as I heard that Yatsune Masuda, the uh, composer for both Xenoblade and Chrono Trigger, uh, was going to do some of the music. And then once I start, and once I, uh, after I played The Messenger, and know that these people can make a quality game, and having seen the gameplay uh, trail, uh, the gameplay demo of just like how it doesn't even feel like a typical RPG, it just feels like way more in scope than that. Like it's supposed to come out this year. I hope it does. Um, I'm already, I already backed it. So I'm, yeah. Sea of Stars. I, I, I want that game to blow my fucking mind when it comes out uh, later this year. Um, play the Messenger. It's out now. Go play it. It's the best Ninja Guy game messenger. you're gonna play. Oh my god. It's, it's, it's also the fucking funniest. God damn, is it the funniest? All right. Um, but I think that's gonna do it for tonight's show. That was a lot of content we covered. What is your most anticipated game that's coming this year and also what is a game that you think will not come out this year but it's going to slip into 2023 and beyond um so let us know uh tag us uh, on twitter what you think about the what are your choices for those but let's go ahead and wrap it up because i i want to go play more yakuza like a dragon (laughs) justin Uh uh-huh okay you can find me if you i keep waiting for you to say more you can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Uh, as I mentioned, my Metroid Fusion video is out in its entirety. I don't know why I said that you can only release videos in full. Um, it's and, <laughs> and I'm. Uh, I have done that actually, so that's fair. Um, I'm quote unquote working on the Metroid Dread video. I'm literally just playing through the game and recording it. Um, but I'm like collecting my thoughts as I go for you know script reasons, so it counts. Um, but other than that, I'm not doing too much. Um, hopefully, we'll be finishing up the Metroid Fusion race stream with my friend on Thursday. Uh, we made pretty good progress, and he's got uh, Super Metroid up and running. So we'll just basically switch right over to that as we finish Fusion, since it won't take a full stream. Um, and then after Super Metroid will be Metroid Dread with Ben um, whenever that happens. I'm assuming a week or two. Um, so, yeah, a lot of Metroid stuff on the horizon. Um, I'm just kind of it, it like reignited my love and I can't stop now. <laughs> Tyler. You can follow me on Twitter at HeyItSatTie. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tiger Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. I am currently working on the next episode and other episodes since I am basically in, like, a script-writing, game-recording mood. Uh, So look forward to um, legacy fighting game episodes in the future. So that'll be some fun stuff. Um, As in the Shinma Shot Affair of Things... We just recorded the next episode, and it's a doozy to say the least. So, uh, as soon as the audio version of uh, this game cast goes up, uh, the episode for Cinema Shot for Return of Cooler will be live. So, look forward to our thoughts on that movie. 
And you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy for all things related to me, uh, my wonderful anime art that I tweet er, retweet every now and then. Uh, I don't draw it, but I find it on the internet. Um, I'm not responsible if I make you horny. Um, and, of course, you, I stream live four times a week at twitch.tv slash iggy2814. It's uh, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're nearing the end of Mass Effect on Sunday. We actually started the Citadel DLC, and goddamn, it was just as fun as I remembered back in the day. Um, so we're nearing the end. We'll probably have really one more stream left before Mass Effect 3 is done, and I have to figure out what the fuck am I going to do on Sundays now. Um, uh, and, of course, Tuesdays, we're actually almost finished with the Outer Worlds. Actually, no, we're not, because we got two DLCs to do, so maybe not. Uh, Wednesdays, we are alternating between Olegia and uh, Rhyme, uh, two games about being stranded on a deserted island. Um, we played Olegia for, uh, for a bit uh, before, before uh, the, uh, the, this week. Uh, this coming week, we'll be playing Rhyme for the first time on stream. I'm looking forward to seeing how you guys react to that. And, of course, Saturdays is multiplayer day with uh, Thomas um, with doing Aliens. I might talk to him about doing Monster Hunter if he's willing to go back to the Peasant Switch because I know how much he hates the Switch. So uh, we'll see if I can get him to do that. Um, uh, and, of course, go to Charchel.com for uh, all this content, including the wrestling show that me and Thomas do. The most recent episode that should be out should be No Way Out 2001, as well as another episode coming your way soon. Um, and, of course, the poll for us will be live uh, by the time it's recorded the next day after. So check our Twitter account to vote for what me and Thomas will be watching next. Thank you all for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you all next Monday, same time, same Charge Shot channel on the Marvelous Ziggy. And remember, guys, no matter what, stay charged.